This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Ian Boltzmann. I think it's because she's like not not quite beautiful, which makes her more beautiful. Hello, welcome to the show. Today is Monday, June the twenty fourth. It's Nat's birthday. Yeah. Is that your birthday today? It is. Yeah. I just when I just saw it, then that's mental. It's Nat's birthday today. Yeah. Why don't you say something in advance? I'm low key. Yeah, I've always thought you a bit of low key. <laughs> Coming up on the show today, all the guests cancelled. It's Nat's birthday. Yeah. Nat's birthday show, 4.30pm though, we'll let Stacey Francis come into the studio to talk about Bear, a pop opera, but we will also be mainly talking about Nat's birthday. (laughs) Then at 5pm, director Josh Josh Rush will be speaking about Nat's birthday (laughs) on today's Nat birthday show. It's it's my birthday in three days. Yeah, I know, right? So it's both of our birthdays. It's a birthday show. It's both of our birthdays. It's not my birthday. kind of is, Yeah, but it's not my birthday. It's more your birthday than my birthday. No, it's not. It's exactly your birthday. Well-ish. It's my birthday in three days. Happy birthday! Can we can we put can we record a little bit more at the end and put it out on my birthday? Yeah, sure. Just a little special thing. Um, Josh Rock will be talking about some or other. <laughs> then at five thirty pm, Katie Manning, the brackets who played Joe Grant on Doctor Who, yeah. is in the studio just for a chat. Birthday chat. Birthday chat about Nat's birthday and about mine about mine coming up and Yay. what she would like to get me. <laughs> So you're getting on this fine Monday. Should let you know, Natalie's very, very tired. Mm. I'm very poorly. Mm. What a birthday for us both. What a horrible birthday we're having. Do you know what? Hey, look at this. There's a chance, isn't there, that I won't even make it to my birthday. How weird will that be if I die before this comes out? That is true. What if I didn't? Because I might not, because it's still technically a week later than this. So while this goes out, this could be the final show for both of us. But you're not feeling ill. (sighs) I'm feeling In Ill. a way, I'm not feeling 100%. I've got all sorts up with me. What have you got? Should I do a top trump? Yeah. My diverticular oh, disease thing win. has kicked in this you last win. two weeks. That's been quite bad. Not been sleeping well at all. No, me neither. I've got, got a that. thumb. Yeah, I've got a thumb too. No, but listen, what two, mine I've does. I've got two thumbs. No, listen, what mine does. Well, only one of mine does this. My thumb has started twitching. Quite, and it's quite erratic as well, so it's not like just a little twitch. Hmm. Um, it's no good for radio, is it? But I'll show you. It goes, yeah. goes like that. Ooh. Literally goes like that. Really fast moving. Maybe it's the on f- its own. phone thumb. That's a possibility. Mm. That's what occurred to me today. Yeah. Because today I was playing. What's that game I play all the time? Snake. No. <laughs> yeah, I play Snake all the time, yeah. <laughs> playing Hangman on my phone now. <laughs> um, let me see what it's called. Toon Blast. Oh, that one. I play Toon Blast loads. I do play it a right. lot. Probably too much. Um, 
but you have limited lives and stuff so yeah. if you run out of lives then it's fine but i'm dead good at it so, so i very rarely run out of lives that thumb it is that that's, thumb. that's what it is then we've sorted think that it is, think yeah it's definitely because it does hurt my fingers after all if i'm on my phone too much i get a sore wrist you know, for someone that hates their phone as much as I do, mm. I have it in my hand a lot. Why? Is it a comfort thing? No, I don't feel comforted by it at all. I've, I've recently, of late, been turning my phone off completely. That's good. I didn't do it last night. I stayed at Martin's last night. It was down in London. Sl- slept on a sofa. Wasn't comfortable oh at all. God. I watched Captain Marvel. Really, really liked it. Wasn't even a hockey version. It was someone. It's from the American Blu-ray one. Yeah. Because um, it's out in Blu-ray in America already. And which one is that one? It's C- the Captain Marvel. Well, I don't know anything <laughs> about these films. That's not the one that came out recently with them all in it, right? Uh, no, I think it actually came out just before that. Okay. Because she it? was in Avengers Endgame. Brie Larson. Brie Larson's in it. Is Jeremy Renner in Samuel it? Samuel L. Jackson's in it. This yep. might be a spoiler. Might be a spoiler, that. Oh, wh- whatever. Right, spoiler alert. Spo- spoiler alert, right. yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's in it. He's, he's de-aged for the entire film. Is he now? I know his character is something like Dave Fury. Nick Fury. Nick Fury. That's it. Yeah. But he's de-aged for the whole film. He's de-aged. Well, it's set in like the uh, early nineties. Oh, old school. So they've actually digitally de-aged him for okay. the whole film. Fucking, in, it's insane what they can do with that now. Okay. And Marvel do it particularly well. I found. Yeah. They do it like very well. They did it with Michael Douglas as well. Is he in a Marvel film? They de-aged him for Ant-Man. Oh. And it was, like, seamless. Okay, like it was in Romancing the Stone? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A Wall Street, probably Wall Street. closer. But it's insane. Because um, you can't see the join. No. You, like, you actually can't. You've, you know, like, well, you don't know, but in Rogue One and things like that, Star Wars films, they digitally recreated Carrie Fisher in one of them. Yeah, I did, And yeah. Peter Cushing was in yeah. that as well. And you can see the join. It's like, it's, they call it an uncanny, it's called uncanny. It's something to do with uncanny, which is no matter how perfect you make it, it's just off. Right, okay. And it's not in the de-aging thing. I think oh, wow. probably because they have the actor there. Yeah, yeah. So the actor's there and it's digitally captured. Maybe they could do that for us today on the show. I'd love it. They did it with Pee Wee Herman, I think, when he made, that film he made for Netflix. Um, yes. Slightly. Paul Rubens. Yes. Continue with your Marvel thing because I was I want to mention him anyway. Well, no, go back to Paul Rubens then. Because have you been watching what we what we do in the shadows, the TV series? I've not. And do you know it's why? So good. I thought it was. I watched. The, I didn't even get through the first episode. Well, okay. Is he in? It's Paul There's Rubens. There's a really it? good episode. Uh, spoiler, but it yeah. was on TV like three weeks ago. Okay. They go ends up going to a trial, and in this trial, yeah. they've got Tilda Swinton who mm-hmm. was in that vampire film. I can't remember what it's Sorry called. Sorry about that click. Yeah, that was, was like, I just drank some coffee. I didn't expect it to go like that. Tilda Swinton's there. They've got Evan Rachel Wood who did Twilight. Okay. They've got Wesley Snipes as Blade. Right. Um, and then I thought he was in jail. Not anymore. Right. Uh, and then they've got Paul well, Rubens who was in Buffy the Vampire. I thought there. he was in jail. <laughs> anymore. No, he didn't go to jail. No, he didn't. Rooms, he didn't. Did he? No, he no. didn't. And so it's just a weird. And they're mentioning like Tom and Brad, who are obviously an interview with a vampire. Okay. Robert, it was in. So that it's kind of nice how they've got. I'd all probably this miss a lot of those references because yeah, I'd, I'd miss. I didn't see anything with a vampire. I didn't certainly you know didn't see Tom Twilight. Played less that, that I do you, know, you know that. Yeah, that, but yeah. I don't know anything about the story. Don't need to. But Paul Rubens is he in it a lot. He's in it. Uh, it, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer or in what no. we do in the shadows is he in Buffy as well yeah is he that's why he's in this programme because it's all a callback to I people see. who played vampires and stuff um, I adore Paul Rubens I think he's absolutely fantastic mm. and if you actually dig deeper onto the legal issues that occurred around him I need to dig any. I, I remember it but I don't remember what it, oh, there's, there's nothing to tell 
What? Was he in a, no, I'm not going to say it. Perhaps. No, what you're saying was he? You're asking me what? I'm whispering like I can't be picked up. Was he what? Was it involving a cinema? Yes. Okay, so I know what it is. Yeah. It was indecent exposure mm, in a cinema. Yeah. In a sex cinema, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, I think, I think a great deal of the attacks on Paul Rubens of that time stemmed from homophobia. I don't actually know if Paul Rubens is actually gay. Okay. I just, I just presume he is, but I don't right. know if he is or not. I've got no idea. Um, but uh, that's what I think. I think it stemmed from him being a kids' TV character, and he was he was actually really on it when that program was on air. Peter's Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Like he smoked. I don't know if he just still does, but he smoked at the time. Made he was really vigilant not to be seen smoking in okay. public and not to be you know all them sort of things. And the series I think had finished. Yeah. And um, um, he was in a sex cinema, allegedly with his. Gentleman out, out with his pee out, yeah, but um, but it kind of destroyed his career for for a for little a, while for there. A bit, but I will say that I've seen him in stuff. Do you know what? It maybe didn't destroy his career. You know, I don't think it did because I think Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It destroyed Pee Wee Herman as well. Destroyed, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tim Burton he's worked with on stuff. Hasn't yeah, he? since yeah. then Buffy was definitely only little bits that. though, only small parts and stuff. Um, I've seen him in stuff. I don't think it ruined his. He was career. in Batman Returns. He was in Gotham. He played okay. the Penguin's father in Gotham as well. Yeah. I think he's brilliant. He is good. Is he coming in? When's he coming in? Um, I haven't. I'll put him put a note down. Let's get him in. Paul Rubens. Well, I don't think he's going to come in. I don't think he's over. Be on the oh, phone. Oh, get him it? in. He'll be all Paul right. Tim can come in. He's got that flying bike, hasn't he? From Pee Wee's Playhouse. He, he could just yeah. fly over on that. Um, no bother at all. How did we get to that? We, had, we were talking about Marvel. Is he in Marvel? What we did in the shadows? She was talking. Oh about. yeah, but before that, you mentioned. I didn't like it. I didn't. I just didn't the like it. The first episode. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I watched maybe fifteen minutes of it. That's okay. how much of a chance I gave it. So that might be a fault on my part. I don't think. For me, most first episodes are not the best episodes. I think you've got to give it... I think it gave up to number three was I was like, okay, this is actually really good. Matt mm. Berry's really good. Okay. The phone Jacker guy's good. Right. K. Van Novak. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's obviously written by the same people and directed... He's directed as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Jermaine Clement. Yeah. yeah. It is good. I'd give it I'd give it some more chance. It's okay. only, they're only like 21 minutes long per episode. Well, it didn't last that long on the episode. So if you lasted 15, you had another like, five I to go. I thought they looked like they couldn't be bothered. But that must have been the way they were playing it. But I but thought they looked like they couldn't be bothered. Don't you, have you seen the film, though? That's kind of what they play, how they played it in the film, too. That, that is the other problem with it, I think. Oh, that's the problem I was having. Even though I knew this going in, mm. it was just repeat, a repeat of the film, but right. not done as well. Okay. Similarly, I feel that way about Lemony Snicket, about the Netflix show Lemony, Lemony Snicket, which I really like. I've not got through it yet because okay. I stopped watching it and now I think I've lost the thread of it. Um, but I think that suffers as a TV series because it's so similar to the movie in design and often portrayal as well, because it's similar to the book, it's just mm. him with the book, that I think it sometimes suffers because it's not Jim Carrey and mm. it looks like someone... It looks like he's been miscast in that part, even though he's not. He's perfectly correct. Who is it? Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. He's a good actor. He's very good. Very yeah, good no, very actor. good. But something I think because of the existence of the Jim Carrey playing that part, it t- it slightly knocks it off. Well, maybe that's what is slightly different about what we did in the show. They're not playing the same characters, whereas in Lemony Snicket's obviously it's Lemony. Oh Snicket. yeah, they're not. They're, they're, so they are different, different characters. They're different characters. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're okay. English. Right. Uh, they're all still all all three of them are I think British actors. Right. And they've, they've got. Well, Matt Berry certainly has got kept his accent. 
I wasn't enjoying it. Okay, fine. But that's not. I'm not saying it's rubbish. I no, just, I just wasn't enjoying it. it but maybe you weren't in the right mood. That's also possible. Because I was trying to watch the Matt Berry that. Oh God, I can't remember what it's called. They're talking about the rabbit. Year of the rabbit. That's the new okay. one on Channel Four. And right. I was watching last night, thinking, no, I turned it off at ten. But then I thought, maybe I'm just not in the right mood for this either. I think I partly struggle at the moment to watch anything because I'm constantly watching the Parapod movie. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. I've seen it hundreds of times, and I'm, I'm so engrossed in that yet bored of, of right. seeing it over and over again as well that I actually when I watch something else I'm just I'm still in edit mode mm-hmm. and I'm still in sort of like oh you could take that bit out you could take that bit mm-hmm. out or I don't like how that I'm still in hypercritical mode when I watch things and I'm just so, that's why I was so relieved last night when I watched Captain Marvel because about 25 minutes in I was like I'm watching this I'm just watching it that's good I'm not you know I'm not like I'm actually a bit lost in it yeah I wasn't sure at first. They're long films as well, aren't they? It's two hours, yeah. Mm. I wasn't sure at first, but at first I thought I might not like this at all. Okay. And then I can't remember what happened, but something happened in it that made me like, okay, I'm engaged. And then oh. I just watched the whole thing. thoroughly enjoyed it. I had the similar experience watching a film on Saturday that I wasn't sure if I would like. And I did, you know, Vice, the Adam McKay film about... Um, the oh presidential God, thing about Dick Cheney. That's it. I yeah. just watched it and I forgot his name. But did you see the big short that he did as well? No. Because I felt I, that took me two attempts to watch that because the first one I thought, I don't even understand what's going on. Would then, I like Vice? Yes. I like stuff like that. Yes, I think you would. Is I it think, very strong performances? Uh, Steve Carell, Sam Rockwell's excellent, yeah. Christian Bale, of course, Amy Adams is very good. Yeah, I think it is a really I'm good I'm not film. keen on Christian Bale. Oh. And no, I think that's a hangover from when I heard that. A tape of him screaming Yeah, yeah, I think it, I do. I think it's that. No, I think it's enough. that. Um, I really like Sam Rockwell. He's, no, he's fantastic. I will watch a film if he's in it. I've got a contact for Sam Rockwell. <gasps> I have, honestly. Ooh. Should we get Sam Rockwell? I'd love to have Sam Rockwell. Yeah, yeah. Shall I use my contact to see if they can get Sam Rockwell on sure. the show? Imagine that. Imagine if one just one week on the Twitter it just said, right, so-and-so is doing a play at the Soho Theatre. It's so, Biggins or someone yeah. and Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Do you know what, weirdly, Biggins and Rockwell, what a team that could be on the same Getting show. Getting both in at the same time. Yeah, why not? Well, he's hard to pin down Biggins, isn't he? <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I really like him, and I really like Steve Carell as well. Yeah, excellent. And um, would you don't, you don't like? Sorry, you don't like Christian Bale. I, I, I think it's a hangover from I that get tape. That. So that must mean you're not that keen on Russell Crowe either. When he was like flinging things. Across I don't think I've heard that. Oh, okay. Best Russell Crowe, I, I have a, I sort of have a lot of time for because he's very involved in rugby league, oh, right. and he owns an Australian rugby league team. Sure, sure. And he came to Saints one time and stuff. So yeah. Great, we love Russell. Yes, Let's get um, Russell Crowe on the show. My mum thinks a lot like Russell Crowe. She thinks a lot like Russell Crowe, Kenneth Branagh. She said that when I'm 50, I'm going to look like Lee Majors. <laughs> this is all stuff she said in the Lee past. Lee Majors, yeah. bionic man. Yeah, full guy as well. Full Let's guy. get Lee Majors yeah, on. Is he, is he with us? He's alive. He's with us, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We've got to check. He's pretty old, I think, but right, he's alive. Okay. I don't think he'll be over in the UK then. Let's get him get a lift with P.V. Herman. And Sam bike. Rockwell. <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Hasn't he got a rocket, Sam Rockwell? He has, yeah, yeah, from that film. Yeah, he's um, all. Sam Rockwell, uh, I really liked in uh, Three Billboards. He's, he's brilliant in that. So is Woody Harrelson, don't you think? I think they're all brilliant in that. I think Woody that. Harrelson is an excellent. I think that's my favourite film that I've seen in the last 12 months. Really? Yeah, I really do. Okay. Blew me away, and I've got mates who hate it. 
I can like see. My friend Laura said something. She was saying to me that how much she hated it. And I was like, oh, I'm really looking forward to watching it. And then I watched it. I was like, you're mad. This is a, a brilliant film. Okay. Why did they, Why did she hate it? I can't remember. She it? did give me a list of reasons. Okay. She always does. But then I thought that f- the same about the um, Death of Stalin film. Not so much. Loved it. But a lot of people were like, I really hated it. Whereas I've seen it a couple of times. I think it's really funny. Do you know what I think? We will put some music on our guests in a bit, by the well, way. Well, this is the, as it's tradition now, the film, <coughs> film chat at the beginning. Do you know what I think? What? Um, I think I now judge films according to that thing that I mentioned earlier. According to that idea of, do I get lost in the film? Does it mm-hmm. does it switch mm-hmm. me off from the Reality stresses of real what life? What you're thinking about, yeah. Because my life is is very stressful at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think worryingly stressful. Is I've started thinking this is actually, you know, when you say like stress is a killer and all that. I've started thinking this is really bad. How mm-hmm. stressed I am, and I have you know, fair few people who put things on me as well. Sorry. No, not you. You're not. You're one of the few that doesn't. Um, but there are people in my life who do pile stuff on me. That's true. Um, which is normally okay if it's just one of them, but it, when it's a few people... Uh, anyway, that's another story entirely. But um, I think I now am judging films according to do they take me away from all this stress for a bit? I think that is the point of films. Not always. I think it, I mean, I think so. I think it's supposed to get you out into another world for two hours or but something. But it takes some doing, doesn't it? So, yeah, it does, so yeah. my attitude at the moment is very much my attitude I had with what you do in the shadows, which is to put something on, go, I don't even want to watch it, and turn right. it off. Okay. Right, that, That's my attitude. Probably isn't a fault of the actual programme, probably a fault on my side of mm-hmm. just not being able to switch off. So something can get me to switch off now. I'm mm. like, it's my best film ever. Right. So Three Billboards definitely did. Captain Marvel definitely did last night. I Stan think, and Ollie definitely did. I want to see that. I think well, I think watch Vice then. What's it called? Um... um Oh, what's the fucking Richie Grant and Oh Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can you, can forgive, you ever forgive, forgive us? Me. Yeah, forgive us. Is Brilliant. that good? That's good, right? Brilliant. Okay, I'm, I do want to see that. And like slow and quite intriguing as okay. a story, and I really, really loved it. So that's what I'm after. You liked that film with Melissa McCarthy where she's with the Muppets or all those yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. I Happy didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah, at I really all. liked it. In fact, she got on my nerves in that. <laughs> Did film she really? A lot. Yeah. She's kind of an unsympathetic character in it for a she bit, is, though, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. Maya Rudolph's in it. She's obviously great in everything. Love her. But, Can't remember who um, she she's is. She's the secretary. Obviously, I'm not keen Love on her. her. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm not keen on her. Okay. I find her upsetting to watch. What? I do. Why? I find her she's acting amazing. a bit upsetting. No, I'm, I'm sure she. Again, okay. it's personal taste. Exactly. It's not any criticism of her. Um, no, I did like it, and I liked it as well because so many people have slagged it off, and I was like, again, me and Phil, Phil Fletcher does hacker. We, we talked about that quite a lot which is the idea of watching something and not just watching it on face value as a, as a film, which I think I particularly do now as well because I'm mm-hmm. making a film, mm-hmm. so I do know what goes into it. And what I've put into this film, a film like Happy Time Murders has that and then a hundred times that with all the technicalities yeah. of it and stuff. I know how difficult it is to technically make a film without chucking puppets in the mix. Mm. So when you watch that film, I think if you know about that sort of thing, you can really appreciate... It's like Dark Crystal is another case in point. People hate Dark Crystal, or did at the time. Mm-hmm. It's sort of been reappraised now and people do like it, but people hated it when it came out. Okay. Um, and it's... As, as a work of skill and a work of art, I think that adds to the... to how much I, I would appreciate it from that. Okay. So Happy Time Murders, I was like, no, this is actually technically very brilliant as well. So you're watching it from a different angle to perhaps how Both, I, I think. It. Right, okay. I thought it was funny. I did think it was funny. Yeah, well, okay. I thought there were bits of it. Just sometimes Melissa McCarthy, um, there are stuff I really like her in, and there's other stuff that I think. Oh. Do you know what? I think she's very good. She, I mean, she's definitely a good actress. I thought she was amazing in like Ghostbusters. That. Yeah, I thought, I thought they, they, they were all, all amazing in Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, they yeah. were good, yeah. 
given that they were on a hide in Zanothin from yeah. day one. Yeah, yeah. I thought Chris Hemsworth was good in that too, actually. I thought everyone was good. Less keen on him. Why? Oh, interesting. I'm less... Ca- I don't like... <laughs> here's what I don't like. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I don't like that there's now a tendency to use Chris Hem- Hemsworth, particularly in comedy roles. So, so no matter what role he's playing, he's playing Thor. They made Thor gradually over time into kind of a comedy character. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine there were meetings going, I'll tell you what, he's, uh, he's dead, he does dead funny stuff. He can be dead funny. You know, he's not just a beefcake, yeah, yeah. he can be really funny he's, as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's been then overused. Right. So I thought Thor Ragnarok was amazing, mm-hmm. and that was a very, very, very funny film. Um, but then the continuing story of Thor, I think, has been... I found it, like... I found it borderline offensive in Endgame. Oh, OK. Because he was, spoiler alert, he was fat. Fat in it, and the it was whole just film? loads of fat jokes about him. Really, that's all it was. Oh, really? Marvel have done that quite a bit, you know, with people being, fa- people being fat. Have they? Yeah, and and snipey fat references. Okay, what is for? Is he is he like fat and then thin in the film? No, or does he just maintain? That's fat from beginning to end. Spoiler alert. Okay. Um, why, just got a belly Because he's just like give up. Oh, fine, he's just okay. been eaten and drank. Um. Now, they did it in, I think it was the Avengers film before it, there was some reference to Chris Pratt, I mm-hmm. want to say. Yeah, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy, That dude, yeah. yeah. And there was some reference to him having put weight on. Right, so he kind of famously used to be slightly on the bigger side. Did he? Okay. And then right. lost, because he was in Parks and Recreation at, when he started it. Okay. Uh, well, fairly normal size. And then obviously he lost to tons and tons of weight and gained all that muscle for, for Guardians of the Galaxy. So is that an in-joke then? So I would it, would it, it be an in-joke? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's that's even worse than I think, because I didn't know it was an in-joke. Right. So yeah. I'm assuming, I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming that's what they mean when they said he... I'm not saying you can't have fat jokes on someone, by the way. I'm not giving it all yeah. like, oh, I am fat, so no jokes about fat at all. I just think it's quite a... I think you've got to be ultra careful with stuff like that. that it's predominantly aimed at kids. Mm. Um, so you are, you're hitting a, a market that is particularly susceptible to influence. Same as smoking, you know. How many people started smoking and didn't know it's because they'd watch Ghostbusters when they were a kid? Do you think that's why? Yeah, I really no. do. I do. No, I, I, I think there's smoked in I, I, I think there's two things. All of them. The, honestly, try and find a, a okay. scene in Ghostbusters when right. someone's not got I'm a fag really on. It's it. unbelievable. Um, I think there's two things in Ghostbusters that are insidiously influential. One is smoking, but not a brand, but they are smoking. And the other one is Budweiser. Ah, oh, okay. And I think Budweiser is very apparent in lots of scenes. And the Ghostbusters are drinking Budweiser. And I think it, it, it is. It's proper subliminal advertising. Okay. Because they must have had a deal with Budweiser. At that bra- time. It's a brand deal. Whereas yeah. now they do it all the time and you see stuff in films. Or TV shows. You're like, okay. They, they did that then. But okay. the, but Sigs. Yeah, they had Sigs yeah. on a lot. Even the figures of Ghostbusters, they've all got Sigs. Mar- I think the Marshmallow Man. <laughs> yeah, he has a Sig on. He's very smoky at the end of it anyway. He's big though, and he'd be a tiny little cigarette in his hand. Um, but that's the... So the point is, is I think that those sort of things can have undue influence. Matt Lucas spoke about it on Herring's podcast recently and this idea as a creator where you think I hope I've not done something that's ended up hurting someone. So Mm. he was talking about the only game in the village and all that sort of business and saying that, you know, it it troubled him that that would have been used as an attack on a kid. Right, okay. Even though it was a comedy thing. So there is a degree of care you've got to take with them things, I think. I think you could say it with a few of his characters. I think Vicky Pollard supposedly being a bit Chavy being well, the word there's, they use there's, then. There's loads could, of characters from Little Britain that, yeah, that, that would apply could, to, but, yeah. you know, that's the benefit of hindsight, I suppose, yeah, of course, isn't it? Yeah. But it's... Um, 
I think something like Marvel, which is on, I mean, it's on a much vaster scale than Little Britain is, as a, from a worldwide point yeah. of view. If you've got like just a throwaway fat joke where someone's undermined for being fat, and they themselves acknowledge it as being a bad thing, right? I think that's quite a. It's a difficult thing to deal with. That is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think. Okay. I do. No, I can, I can understand that. How many times have we done things like in the past? I mean, I remember particularly the sex show that I did with Angela here, and I'm sure I said it with Ed as well. There was so, there was something we had lots of long discussions about people using like small cock as an insult and all that sort of thing, and I would check it and go, no, there might be someone listening now who's ultra insecure about it, like a teenager or, or yeah. a, a young kid who's got no clue how big it should or shouldn't be. All, no. they, all they've got is. Uh, pop culture influence on that or porn. Yeah, but that's the same thing for women have it when it's either actually small or big boobs. Either way it can be used as as a a thing against you. So, that was amazing when you said that. You then crossed your arms. (laughs) (laughs) You just went really defensive. I'm going to cover them up for a second. Um, No, I agree with that. So there has to be a degree of curve, something you casually throw away. But I've I've definitely done it. Definitely done it. You've done it on the show when you talked about my about your whaps, big, or whatever you call them. big whaps. Yes. Um, I, I'm not saying if they're good or bad, though, am I? No, that's true. Just acknowledging just what them. what they are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also not in favour of just sanitising everything as well. I'm just saying, personally, I found some of the little fat references in Marvel okay. a bit problematic. I can, I, well, I'm not going to watch it, because I'm not interested in the whatever it is, the Marvel stuff, but I can understand what you're saying. I'd have had no influence with it. Uh, no influence? I'd have yeah. had no issue with yeah. it. It's either that. I think I'm having a stroke as well. And I've had no well, issue I with it. I don't know why I laughed if, when you said that. That's I think I've caught it off Chico. And I've no issue oh, with it at God. all. If someone had said something about him being overweight to him, mm-hmm. and he'd have gone, fuck off. Okay, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? That yeah, sort yeah. of attitude. It was the fact that it that he seemed quite insecure about them saying that. Oh. That's what bothered me about it. So oh, if, he, if he then was like, get fucked. Yeah. Even if, you know, if it was a funny joke, a funny insult about something, I've, I've no problem with that. I don't want it, you know... Well, that's film Look. chat. That's our film of the oh, week. It was Marvel. just doing it. It was just I doing it. Advice. It was just doing it. My the was twitchy just doing finger. It. Yeah. We did have a tweet last time, didn't we? I can't remember weeks ago now from someone saying love the film chat. Oh, Jonathan, there you go, found it. We can't. Yeah, but we can't do this show just for one. Loving person. the film chat on Ian's show. More of this, please, with Barry too, if possible. No, <laughs> it's not possible. Uh, he wouldn't be able to have a chat like this about films. Why? Because he watches films. Because as soon as we mentioned the Ghostbusters remake, they'd gone like shit, it's shit. Oh. There'd have been no consideration for the discussion. Shit? He wouldn't be able to tell you that. Nah. <laughs> so, no, no thank you. <laughs> he probably would. Um, I'm going to play some Chaz and Dave today. <laughs> I've I decided. broke my hip. Okay. You're a little bit of me. I'm a little bit of you. That's why we won't want to wander like a lot of others do. Because you're a little bit of me. I'm a little bit of you You're a little bit of me I'm a little bit of you You're listening to Food Bar Radio, which of course is the home of the Chaz and Dave double play. And now we have Come On Charlie as our second Chaz and Dave double play. You're lazy again, put your back into it If we're not careful, we'll never get done today We'll have to stand it up on end If we're gonna get it down the bend No, not like that, mate, up the other way Now, it's 
Dave Double Play that we're famous for on this show. I enjoyed it. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> Jazz and Dave Double Every Play. Every show. Um, I want to talk to you about it. Yesterday, you know that I don't listen back to this show because it's bad enough being here the first time. <laughs> but, but sometimes I think you do. No, I don't. Because no, you text me before about things that are like, I didn't sound right. No, no, that's normally because someone has tweeted oh, me to tell okay. me. Yeah, okay. no, I don't listen back to it. Okay. I, I don't, not in a stubborn way, I just don't listen back to it. Um, but I, what I did do yesterday when I was driving down is I, on my shuffle on my phone, Chaz and Dave came on my shuffle. Right. And then I was thinking about when I interviewed Chaz not long yeah. before he died. And I went and found that and listened to that interview. How was it? It was beautiful. Mm. It was really, really lovely. I spoke too much as normal, but he was brilliant and it was really sweet. And it was, we talked about how we were going to catch up in another 20 years and all I that did sort say of stuff. That, yeah. Got a little bit choked up when I listened yeah. to it. But what I thought was, I don't know if this is, if this, is this exploitative, for, I'm asking you. Um, you know, when you do like best ofs and all that sort yeah. of stuff when I'm not here? Um, is it plausible? What? Are you going to do, sorry, no, continue what you were about to say. What, then I thought, what do you think I'm going to say? No, I don't think you are going to say what I thought you were going to say. So just say well, what you're Tell me what you say. think I was going to say. That we could do a best of of departed guests. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay, there yeah, we I'm go. Serious. We're on the yeah, same yeah. page. Okay, but like, right, an, no, like yeah. an obit show? Okay, yeah, Not we in can a, do that. But is that exploitative? Um, I'm trying to work out how many guests have been on the have passed. Loads. Be, really? <laughs> yeah, loads. Steve got, Strange <laughs> we've, got, we've got another guest in the studio now who's now she looking looks panicked. Healthy. She looks healthy. You do Honestly, look healthy lo- lo- loads, you know. loads of them die. <laughs> loads of them <laughs> die. They are slightly oh older. Oh my God. Steve Strange. Can we knock wood? Or the hell? This is Stacey Francis' weather, by the this way. This is a very interesting introduction. Right. No, it's true. Well, this wasn't, this wasn't the intro okay. that I was actually had planned. I can only think of two guests. No, there was Okay, do we need to talk about that, though? There's a few. Now it's awkward. <laughs> no, it's all right. You'd be okay. I think you'd be all right. We never had George Michael on. We didn't have George Michael on. Harry Fisher. We didn't have I can't on. think of any more. Ronnie Corbett. We didn't have, we didn't have him on. We just we said that he might die and then he did. Okay. I think there's only been two guests. No, there's not. There's more than... I just can't remember the names. Okay. I'm a but nun in the show, so I could actually bleed the blood of Jesus and it wouldn't seem odd. Look, I don't, <laughs> uh, by the way, we are not We are not legally... Res- if anything does happen, yeah, we've not we actually... The, I'm going to just keep pleading the blood of Jesus because I am playing a nun in the new show. So okay. I'll just stay here with my eyes closed well, and that's just what, plead the blood of you Jesus look healthy. of my own life. I am very about, healthy, thank God. We're talking about Bear, a pop opera. Yeah. And Hi. I know nothing about it. Hi there. Hi. And I know nothing about it at all. Yeah. Because that's how I that's how I roll. Okay, I deliberately that's fine. don't that's find anything out okay. about the guests. Unless I know cool. them already, pretty bad, don't. Okay. Um, so it's at the vaults. It's at the vaults. It's called Bear, B-A-R-E, yeah. for people yeah. listening that never heard of it as well. Yeah. A pop opera. And we're not, obviously, we're not singing opera, but everything is, the lyrics, the dialogue is very saying, and the story is very saying. And it's um it's about a boy in Catholic school who, he's in boarding school, and he um, falls in love with another boy. Okay. Basically. And obviously, it, that's not very wanted at a Catholic boarding school. And so the priest has a problem with it, and he obviously is hiding it, and he's afraid he wants to come out. And um, it's just perfect for the Stonewall riots at this time okay. in life, you know, to have this kind of show. Is it a new show? It is. Well, it was, no, it was originally from 2008, but I think it was long, long before its time, to be honest. Okay. I, as a matter of fact, I have friends in America that were Broadway producers that tried to sell it to people to do it on Broadway, and they wouldn't touch it. And right. I think now would be a perfect time for a show like this on the West End is as it, well as Broadway. Is it readapted, though, now? It was two- 2008, or is it just exactly as it was? Yeah, yeah. It was it's exactly as it was. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's pretty, it was very before its time. And now it's like perfect timing because 
um, you know, it, the gay community is more outspoken and more supported. And yeah. it's just, you know, it's just a be yourself kind of uh, project. You know, be yourself. Don't be afraid of who you are. You know, you can be loved. And just, I mean, it's just a beautiful story about. I think I'd sulk. I think if I'd made something that hadn't yeah. done well. Yeah. And then the time in the future came where it would fit better. Yeah. I'd be like, no, you're not having it. Really? Yeah. Why? But they, you, you ignored it the first time, so you can't have it. Well, I mean, this is the society we live in. I have mm. friends, and as a matter of fact, that are gay. That um, I, a very good friend of mine, his name is Billy Port in America, who's oh, very he's amazing. He's a yeah. he's one of my closest yeah. friends. Yeah. And I remember in the '90s, I did a Broadway show with him, and he could not. Um, the record label would not allow him to say that he was gay. He had to pretend he was singing to women and mm. he couldn't be himself and he was attacked and he was always, you know, really pretty much beat up in the industry. He he was rejected for 10 years and now he's, he's in a position American where, story, yeah, Asian now he's post. doing thriving and yeah. doing so well because yeah. society has finally caught up to him, you know. <laughs> and, and was that, so at that time then, was that, if that was the re, you know, that, if that's the reason that he wasn't allowed to say things and all that and they, did, did they just say it blatantly? Just saying, can't because you are gay. Absolutely. So aren't there now legal repercussions to that? Can't he just now just go back and go right? Well, uh, well I don't know if he even cares now. He's no, so famous. Yeah, he's yeah, probably, got nominated for not. Golden Globe. He's he's the universe is sort of blessing him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. in a Taylor Swift video yeah. that's coming out today. I'm just kind of promoting him because I love him. But <laughs> it is very it's a very um, neck and you know he's a it's a very sort of neck and neck sort of story because the show that I'm doing right now it just represents someone like him. Yeah, and um, it's. It's just a really feel-good story. I think I think every generation would love it. There's a it's a young demographic. We have young artists straight out of drama school that that are phenomenal. That mm. don't have a Broadway background or a West End background yet, but they should be going there because they are phenomenal artists. And I'm just honored to be working with them. And it's just a really phenomenal piece. So you said you play a nun in the show. I do. Are I you play a sympathetic a, character? I'm a, I'm a very sympathetic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah okay. I, I, I'm very. Um, Peter is the name of the character. I'm very much telling him to be himself, and okay. and God will love you, and I got God got your back, and so do I. Kind of support system because he definitely needs that because he doesn't have that around him, and he finds himself depressed a lot. And I'm the character that sings a gospel song and nice, comes okay. out, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a really phenomenal moment. I don't want to give it away, but it's a phenomenal moment where I get to um, come out dressed as Beyonce, and nice, you know, okay. just like you know, I'm just like. I'm the person that sort of lifts his spirits and right. brings him to um, to a place spiritually and emotionally to feel that it's okay to be yourself. So I'm very, very happy and proud of the role that I play. Do you feel duty-bound as someone who performs it within the show? And it's obviously a show that has, a, 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 I guess, an ethical and moral stance, yeah. really, ultimately, because of what it's about. Uh -huh. But do you feel that when you do PR and stuff like this, that you have to um, hammer that home? Or would you be more inclined to go, let the piece speak for itself? Self. Um, well, it's 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 a very interesting. That's a great question I know, um, because I worked on Broadway for many years in musical theater. I have a lot of gay friends, yeah. and and I'm very supported by the LGBT community because I'm a soprano, and like we're the ones that you know, like they love to hear me sing. I go, I've been at Heaven, I've been at big clubs around Europe, and and um, so. I think if it wasn't for that, I'd just be like, okay, let the piece speak for itself. But because I have so many friends and because I have so many so many experiences and relationships with people who are gay, it turns into that me going, hey, you know, like I'm also sort of 
um, a petitioner for the rights because of who I am and yeah. because of my background. Yeah, I get that, and, it, and it's a. It, I have a difficult thing with it sometimes because I not just with that, with any cause. Yeah, quote unquote cause. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, I think because I want it to be further down the line than it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want I want it to be like like if I look at Twitter, I'm like just shut up, but just be. Yeah. Just be, and it'll yeah. be all, all oh, right. I get what you mean. But yeah. You, but but I think you have to check yourself sometimes. Yeah. Because as, as someone historically heterosexual person, yeah, I think sometimes you have to go. Yeah, but it's all very well for me to say that yeah. because I'm not party to this, you know. Yeah, to the yeah. Fucking, and then I, I can remember because I would certainly, as a comedian, when I did comedy, and so I, I certainly would have defended any gay jokes. Like I definitely right. would. And even now, I would have defended, and I would defend people that I know who are gay, who I will re- regularly, you know, call them names and stuff <laughs> well, you know, amongst right. ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Amazingly, one of the John Beck, who you know, yeah. he's, he's a, a designer who works with sometimes. He sent me a lovely thing the other day, a little picture, which was an old painting of someone knighting someone, and it had like little uh, labels on it saying um, "close straight friend who's allowed to do gay jokes." <laughs> And then there were people in the background going, people that don't know me who aren't and all that sort of... And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what... You know, I like that. But I also, at the same time, go, I shouldn't have to say something about him being gay every time I talk to him. But, you know... Right. No, I understand that. I think that, unfortunately, that's the time we live in. I mean, even... See, it's funny because I I can say this as well because I'm black and I'm white. So, for example, like, sometimes... You say because I'm black and I'm white? Yeah, I was going to go into another topic. But in the sense of, like, sometimes I get so tired of black people going, black rights, black civil rights. It's like, I know you, I get you're black. I get it. You know, we need to have civil rights. I get it, you know. So, but but on the other side of it, I understand... Their, I get their pain as well. So yeah. it's a very interesting thing because when you're on the outside and you haven't felt that pain, it's very easy to say, just fucking shut up already. But mm. because you're in it, you feel um, it's just it's just with every cause. I have a friend that has a son who has autism and every five minutes she's talking about kids with autism. And it's like, mm. OK, we got it. But we don't know what that feels like as a mom to have a kid with autism. Right. So mm. it's the person walking their walk and having their experience. And when you don't have to deal with that burden every day, it's just it just calls for you, calls for you to be a little more patient and kind and gentle and a little more gracious, even though it might be annoying in your universe sometimes you're like oh fuck here we are again you know but it's just hard you know i think i think it's important to make sure that as a human being you you do you do have a, a patience and you have compassion I, th- I think that's key no i do yeah. i do think that's key and i think that the issue that i have i guess when i observe this sort of sort of thing going on is the the vitriol aspects, which I've spoken about on here loads of times, the the, the vitriol aspects, which is what does that word mean? Sorry, it, it just mean it's just like very full on and very sort of oh, an, oh, angry and, and you. you know okay. sort of um, angry militant yeah behavior yeah but but, it, but unfortunately society got them there it, well it, it, it Do you know did, what I mean it, like it, society it, got them to angry society got them to attack you know I listen I mean that's a that's a whole other conversation about being a celebrity in the media and the media fucking rips you open and yeah. rips your heart out and you're just like wait that's not who I am yeah. and it makes you angry it makes you it makes you want to defend yourself it makes you want to come out every time and say stop doing that so it's a very sensitive I don't know like I it's a very thin line to always just be sort of gracious and quiet when you're getting ripped apart oh, I don't think you have to be gracious and yeah. quiet but I think, yeah. that, I think there are, are, are levels of if you have a cause of how you fight that cause yeah. 
that isn't ultimately counterproductive. Yes. So, so it, it can end up being counterproductive yeah, if no, you find no, that cause in a All very objectionable way. Yeah, yeah. People stop hearing what you're saying and they're like, okay, here she comes fighting again. Kind of that. And, and we, yeah. know, we know there are people within the media yeah. who would be lost without their cause. Yeah. If they ever got what they're supposedly fighting with, they'd be like, fucked. Well, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, no, like, now I doing? have no right, career. Right, exactly. It's yeah, true. There's nothing to fight anymore. It's true, because that's why, thank God, I can sing, because I'm like, Exactly. You've got a talent to back it up. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and there are plenty that do not. Right, exactly. <laughs> they have to stay on reality shows. They have to stay on like the, in the war. No, yeah, I get it. It's true. Yeah, that's why that all spiraled from the idea of because my how I would like things to be if I was in something like that would I, I would like to go to work, do the show, yeah. and come away and not have to say anything about it. Just go. Yeah. I have literally just said everything that I need to say on that stage. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. all there. This piece does. This piece does do that. Yeah. In all honesty, you can go in there as an artist and go. I mean, because honestly, it's my dream role. I get to sing, dance, and act, and I get to be, you know, compassionate and mean and scary. And, you know, it's like all these waves of emotion that I get to play. But the yeah. story itself is a story that needs to be told, and it is all these varied characters in it. Some people you hate, some people you love. And I just think that from that viewpoint is dancing and is it's entertainment as well. So you'll have feel-good moments, and you'll have really horrible you know moments where you have to say to yourself am i guilty of doing this right and and, and the vaults how's the vaults as a venue to be perfectly honest with you, you I've heard phenomenal yeah, things okay. about it, but I I go there tomorrow for something called a sits probe, which right. I cannot wait to do. It's like my favorite part of what the. Is, it's when the band comes oh. Oh, yeah, and you okay. come out of that like mirrored, you know, and you, we've been in rehearsal hall for like three weeks. You come out of that space and you go and you go into the theater for the first time and you get on the stage and you meet the band and you get to sing with right. the sound and the lights mm. and the tech and everything starts happening. So this is like my favorite part of the production. So you're not been to the actual venue yet. I haven't been there yet, but I'm just being honest. I mean, my, my publicist is outside probably going, please pretend. But no, I know I haven't. No, 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 I haven't, oh, but yeah, I heard it's that. Really it's, right. no, it's a vault. Yeah. <laughs> you might describe it and no, it's nothing no, no. like that you say. And they're like, she wasn't telling the truth. <laughs> they're all red seats. No, I, right. She's like, you're horrible. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I saw the, the set because they built the set and they showed us uh, like a mock-up of the set yeah. and it looked phenomenal. Yeah. So I'm very excited to go in there. And how long? So the run is uh, June the twenty first at the vaults to August the fourth. Yeah, is that a limited run or is that? Yeah, like, it's is a limited it like, run. Okay, so um, it will stay like that way. Yeah, yeah, it'll be there um, for the six weeks and. I mean, ideally, somebody will come along and say, oh, wow, we love this, and we want to put it in the it, West End. It's with a view to make it. Yeah, yeah it's because a it's just definitely, like, you, you remember the show Rent? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it was like a movement. I really yeah. feel like this show yeah. is like that. The young people will love this show. Yeah. It's it's a very young um, cast, and but the story is not young, mm -hmm. so <laughs> all the people will love it, too. Okay. That sounds lovely. So uh, that's an exciting thing for you, though, isn't it? Yeah, to have it's very something exciting. On, on the cusp of, even though it's existed before, yeah. you're on the cusp of creation under a new regime, ultimately. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, well, it's, it existed in America, so it never ever came here. So okay. So it's, it's so new it's, here. Okay. Yeah, right. So that's really cool. It played in LA, in America, um, but it never, it never played here before. So it's totally new to the UK, and okay. it's really awesome. And, and, you, and you say first time round it didn't do anything in America because no of no the, no it it did it was off Broadway it did well it was, it was um it was in L A I'm not sure but they did an album they did a soundtrack so the Roxy I bet it was the Roxy um they did a soundtrack um why why, why do you think, think it was the Roxy, Roxy? I think because I, I, I know that Rocky Horror went to the Roxy originally okay when Rocky Horror first went to the Roxy maybe somebody could Google for us yeah. it's the only place I, I know. know I bet it's the Roxy I have you been to America. America? 
I have, I have, but yes. Oh, okay. Like, because you know there's a lot of venues other yeah, than the Roxy. Uh, yeah, but, but we're talking about what I know. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so in LA, it might yeah. not even, do you know what? The Roxy might not even be in LA for all I know. I don't, is it in LA? The um, Roxy. I bet it's at the Roxy. Oh, at Hudson Theatre. The Hudson Theatre. The oh, Hudson yeah, that's Theater. what they, yeah, they renamed that, the Roxy the, the Hudson. <laughs> 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 that's what I was thinking. I, oh I, I, God, I forgot that, that, that had so happened. That's so funny. I forgot yeah. that, that happened. That's, yeah. that is what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what that's you meant. So uh-huh. I did get the right we, menu. Yeah, you yeah, totally okay. did. Yeah, as, long as, totally I, got it right. as long as I was right at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so meant. cute. Oh <laughs> no, LA, always, they still call it the Roxy. Yeah. No one calls it's it the Roxy. Oh, is there a Roxy in LA? I thought it was in New York. I don't know. It almost certainly is. That's what I said. I think I said that. I'm not even sure it's in LA. That's literally the only venue I know in America. It's the only one. So it could be in Oklahoma, but you don't know. It could be Alabama. We don't know. Go to the airport and say, one ticket for America, please. I am going to go to the Roxy. (laughs) I feel like I've seen the the the, like the logo for the Roxy. The Roxy, yeah, 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 but I have no idea. I don't know what it's like anymore. We can still talk about just different stuff, though, can't we? I'm pretty sure that the logo certainly for one period of time was all light bulbs. Yeah, yeah, it was in red, right? But I guess whatever they designed it in at the time. Yeah. Oh, it's LA. But, but I, I certainly know. It was LA. Yeah. yeah so I was right. It wasn't LA. Theatre in West Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. That is correct. Yeah. I lived there. There we go. So it is red. We're kind of ready orange. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I lived there for 18 years. So obviously I've seen oh, it. Many David times. Geffen. It was his theatre. Oh, really? Yeah. There we go. Bringing the stage play Rocky Horror to the United States. Yeah, no, oh, that, that's what happened. So, so, so Rocky Horror went from London. It was originally the, the Royal Court. Then it went to the King's Head Theatre. Yeah. And then when it transferred to America, where Tim, mm-hmm. Tim Curry went with it because he was in the original cast and he went yep. with it and that's where Meatloaf entered the cast was right. at the Roxy oh really yeah okay. wow and again so here's an interesting thing as well Meatloaf apparently when they because he was just cast in it he, he didn't know what it was about and when Curry came out Tim Curry came out um, in, in rehearsals and stuff dressed up, dressed up as Frank apparently Meatloaf walked out he did? Yeah, yeah. And he said, I'm not doing this. I'm not, really? I'm not, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Because that's how he'd been brought Where up. Where were the reality TV co- show cameras at that <laughs> yeah, point? Exactly. I yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'd speak about it now retrospectively as, yeah. as the wrong thing, you know. Yeah. And ultimately, right. you, you'd be hard pushed to find a picture of Tim Curry and Meatloaf where they're not all over each other. Yeah. Ultimately. But his initial reaction, which I always find is a very interesting thing about anyone, because in a sense, you can't ultimately judge someone properly on their initial reaction to something because that's often the on, most honest reaction you get mm-hmm. and if they're then capable people to go that was wrong wasn't yeah, it I yeah. don't know why I did that yeah. and I don't know why um, you know, reacting that way I, I shouldn't yeah. be acting that way yeah. I, that I think is progress that's where yeah. I think you go right well let's that's get fair yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a fear. It's thing. the insidious ones that you have to worry about. Mm. The ones that pretend they're not bothered and secretly yes. they're yeah. covertly hostile. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. We've got through this, haven't we? Yes, yeah. Nice. Um, well, okay. I, it, it, it sounds lovely. It does sound like a, a really exciting thing. I hope, it, I hope it does. I hope it catches that wave. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, I, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I've done numerous musicals, um, yeah. at least 10 to 12, and I've not been able to always go to radio and impress and be really proud passionate, of it, like yeah, really yeah, passionate yeah. and proud about it. And I have to be honest, I, I love this piece. I think it's really beautiful. I think it's a great story that needs to be told. And I, I think it'll teach life lessons to people that come to see it and it'll touch hearts and it'll move you. And it's the purpose behind this that I love. But then it's happening anyway. So regard, yeah. regardless of what happens yeah. in the future, 
yeah. it, it still exists yeah. as this thing now. Unfortunately, it does, but it, we're, I think we're definitely progressing. We're much Good. further ahead than where we used to be. Yeah. So that's very awesome. Good. Um, it's been lovely chatting with you. Thank yes. you for having me. Thank you for coming in. Thank you so much. Um, and best of it's called Bear, a pop opera. It's at the vaults. Where, which none of us know. As I heard, the vaults is a bit like a big coliseum thing. Yeah. And it's got I'm like sh- big pillars and all that sort of stuff. But I'm sure it's. Used to be called it the looks Ro- beautiful. Used to be I called the Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it is by Waterloo. The vaults, because they have the vaults. I know, so I'm sure I know where it is. Isn't no, it, I do. Isn't it's it? in the tunnels. Yeah, right? it's yeah, in the tunnels. I'm sure it's, it's there. Very yeah. nice, nice yeah. location. Funny enough, the only thing that I've seen on it was I was I was watching Black Mirror the other day, and it okay. was like an episode, and the guy was walking through this tunnel and was the vaults, and I was like, oh my god, honey, there's the vaults. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the only thing I've seen on, and obviously it looks really great yeah, online. Yeah. So I look forward to they seeing have a, it. A, they have a comedy thing there every year at the vaults. Um, they have got one later on. In fact, they just have one. Um, right. Are you been there? I have never oh, been there. Well, oh. I always wanted to, but oh, I do okay. know there's a lot of big things We're coming to the conclusion in this interview that nobody has ever been there, ever. <laughs> I mean, this, this, this must be awful. Then everybody's going to come now, because I'm there. But imagine so that, if on, you, if you do all me. this press, and then you turn up, they give you a postcard, you turn up and go, there's nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing, this mythical venue, the vaults, which just doesn't exist. It's that history oh that you have to really know how to find it. You've got to wander around. It's that, it's that cool that <laughs> oh it doesn't even God. exist. <laughs> They'll it's just you know. an idea. I think they let you know how cool you are, whether or not they let you see it. Right. Like, well, you can't come in. I might do that Come to point. the Secret Society yeah. musical that I'm doing. I might, try and, I might try and do the ultimate, the coolest show ever, yeah, yeah. which the show or the venue just doesn't exist. It's just an idea. Like, it's just a feeling. And you promote it, go on a press tour, and you yeah, promote yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. could be on tour just wherever you're walking that day. It's where the show is. And that's no, how you I, put it out I there. think it should all be shrouded in secrecy. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a show. People that, you know, people, oh that, my God. people that know the show I'll be very careful not to say people have seen it I'll go people that know the show know the feeling that you get you from the show though? there would right. be some people that would say I was there that day I, I saw it and it was great and they're like no it's like the Sex Pistols when they yeah, went to yeah, Manchester yeah. there's like, it like 10,000 people say they were at that gig and there was only oh about 100 people there at the gig 40, right? 42 yeah. oh my god everyone said they were there they no. can't yeah. all have been there no way possible. and everyone in the northwest da- had a dance with John Lennon <laughs> <laughs> everyone went out with John Lennon and Paul McCartney <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, Stacey, thanks for coming yes. in. We'll Thank speak you to you again soon. All the best with it. Listening to Food Bar Radio, home of the double play and home of the leaving the door open in the studio, and home of the producer just standing behind you rather sinisterly with a bottle of water for some reason, and of course it's also the home, famously, of the double play Arctic Monkeys and Craig David double play. It's the Arctic Monkey Craig David double play. We've had the Arctic Monkeys, and now it's time for Craig David with his classic hit, <laughs> Heartline. <laughs> But I don't go there no more Every night seeing all the same faces But I see you before Why why would it do that? What? 
It went into minus. It counted down to zero. Look. I told you 10 seconds and it just carried on playing. Craig finishes when he finishes. That was uh, the Arctic Monkey and Craig David double mm-hmm. play, of course, mm-hmm. famously on the show. Uh, Arctic Monkey's there and the Craig David, which I like to also think of as a chance to make a tea. Yeah, it is. I've got a tea. The, I've got the, a nice cup of tea. For the listener, it's yeah, a chance for them to go and make a tea. Because they're roughly three and a half, four minutes on. Yeah. That's eight minutes for you to put don't the Don't worry about on. listening to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely don't. Yeah. Just go and make a cup of tea. Uh, we're joined now by uh, Josh Roche. Yeah, I really hard to say that. Roach. Wow. Is it Roach? Don't worry about it. Josh Roach. <laughs> Don't say yes to Roche then if it's <laughs> Roche. 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 It's, how many people call you Roche? Josh Roche. Um, all of my school teachers. Yeah, in yeah, every, yeah. Isn't yeah, that awful? Yeah. Isn't, I'm sorry yeah, for contributing okay. to that. Um, I also, by the way, Josh, I don't mean to take out on you the faults of another guest, but the previous guest didn't say anything about Nat's birthday. Like, not a word. Oh, yeah. What did oh, you really? bring me, Josh? Oh, you bought and me a wallet. You bought me a wallet? Today. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Josh. I've actually, what inside the wallet is the real gift, which is a oh. receipt. Oh, so oh, thank you. A receipt. Oh, thank you very much. Well, it's my birthday in three days. On the 27th. Where's this Would you like a receipt as well? It depends. Is it something I can? Well, hold on. Oh, it's, it's a co-op. It's I've, a co-op receipt. I've got a thousand Kenyan shillings. Oh, better. You've got a better gift. Well, I, don't, I don't want to take that off you, but no, no, I, will, I, I will have it as a, as a gift. How much is what that would worth? That tra- what would it be? Um, last time I was in Kenya, I think that gets you sort of about 20 pence, but you know. Oh, well. So if I took that, though, to um, the place where you transfer your money in that, yeah. I would get 20p. Yeah, so yeah you, I guess so. No. I don't think you would. I don't, yeah. I don't think they'd give you anything for Kenya. They charge as well, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. But anyway, you can give it a go. Anyway, it's oh, a thought that counts, well, isn't it? It's a lot <laughs> thank, you. thank you. And I've got thank a you very much. co-op receipt. <laughs> so I think this is actually a really good birthday. We've done thank all right. Much, Who's Josh? this bloke on this note? Um, I have no idea. The f- he's the first president of Kenya. Kenya. Oh, Kenya. is that Kenyatta? Kenya. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh look okay. at that. What were we doing in Kenya? A uh, mate of mine lives out there. Or lived. She now lives in London, but she lived there for no, like... That doesn't tell me anything. That, was, that was very vague. Well, I went to see her. But oh right now yeah then yeah. now we're getting to it yeah and then what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened <laughs> uh went went and saw some animals and stuff right. lions which and, animals and oh a lion yeah yeah tigers and bears lions. didn't see any tigers or bears <laughs> no oh, my tried to see a panther a lot of the time but yeah no. yeah tried to see a panther <laughs> no, none of them what have you been to kenya for trying to see a panther <laughs> <laughs> didn't see one didn't but i'm going again next year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when's panther season there um, well, not when I went. Clearly. The <laughs> I don't know if they have one. <laughs> that was an amazing follow-up question. That when's Panther season? <laughs> Just so I know to not go like there. The I don't want to see one. Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, they, they hatch up. in February yeah, and they're yeah, all yeah, gone yeah. by December. I think night time. And we were looking in the day. No, no, right, you need a night yeah. vision camera. So yeah. What are you going to need for <laughs> yeah. that? I think. Yeah, yeah. I just need to be near a panther. Why? When you're planning to go next year, just give me a quick ring and I'll take you through what you need to see stuff in the dark and what you need. Your, your best. Right. I will look into the best chance of seeing a panther. Right. That'll find out when panther season I will have is a look panther <laughs> before you book it. You. Um, I feel like. Uh, why would you want to see a panther at night? They'll kill you. What the fucking... What sort of interview is this? You're putting it out When's there. When's panther season? But why would you want to see a panther at night? Because that will almost certainly kill you, right, He's Josh? promoting a fucking play. Ooh. We don't know if a panther makes a cameo, do we? It's pretty bloody hard to see a panther at night <laughs> yeah, as well. Exactly. Do you know why you're here, Josh? Shall I tell you the secret why you're here? Sure, reveal it to me. Nat's booked you to be on this show, right? Because she's um, stalking Adam Gillen. I'm not. I'm not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Genuinely true. You no. don't even know me... 
I didn't know until you told me the story okay. about you stalking him. Well, uh, I hardly think it was apparently, stalking when implied apparently more than once. he was at a train station late at night and Nat was there as well and she just went up to him and, and he looked like he was really scared that she was going to sit this with him This is actually London. all incorrect. I went to go and see Bellador live that he's in, yes. in Woking with my yeah. friend Clive who's very good friends with Darren Listen. Yeah. Right. So he knows the cast and we were like, oh, okay, we went for a few drinks after the show, me and my friend Clive, we're on the platform and then we were like, he went, oh, I sound him and he goes, oh, because he was great in it. Absolutely yeah, yeah, great yeah. in it. And yeah. he said, uh, if he, he'd not been, would you not have gone to over to go and say hello to him not me well you did something uh, like that. so he went over there and, and Adam kind of looked terrified uh, yeah. and was like and I can understand why he's obviously thinking oh Jesus Christ they're going to get on the same train as me <laughs> and sit with me all the way home so we were like okay bye but then um, my friend Clive told us there and he went he's super shy <laughs> like he's just always like that he'll yeah, be nice yeah. but he's a super shy guy so like, I think how I told this story made it sound better than that I think no, by, by not, expanding on that story you made it worse well not really because got, it makes it more credible because he knows the creator it's not like we, he's stalking him on a platform I've got an even better this is related yeah, to me via Adam okay. and I hope I'm okay saying oh, no, this but, so he did a show called Killer Joe at Trafalgar Studios mm-hmm. a little while ago with Orlando Bloom in it okay right? and uh, after rehearsals they're both at the pub uh, and um, <laughs> guy walks past and goes, um, "Hey!" Stops Adam. And goes, you that guy from Benidorm? And Adam goes, uh, "Yeah, no, I am." And he goes, "Can I get a picture?" Adam's like, "Yeah, yeah, of course you can have a picture." And so he nudges the guy sitting next to Adam and he goes, "Here, take a picture of me and the guy in Benidorm." And the guy that he nudged was Orlando Blue. <laughs> hey, that's brilliant. That's great. They're yeah. the man that you live for. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is. <laughs> when you're with someone who's like really famous, yeah. they're yeah. the they're the moments you fucking. Like, I have that with Vegas constantly. Right. If we're at the rugby together and that, I'm just waiting for just, just one person <laughs> to know me from something. Yeah. And it happened once with a pitch announcer at Anfield did it. The pitch announcer, it was at Anfield, because they were playing a, a game of rugby at Anfield, um, came out afterwards and bypassed Johnny to me. And then he went, oh, God, and Johnny Vegas went, he went to my favourite performers. And I was like, oh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> They're the moments. The rest yeah. of it's just standing to one side. I actually did a thing the other night. I was with Vegas the night at the rugby and a, a lady... And did an audition for him. What do you mean? It was horrible. Audition for oh, what? God. For nothing. Oh, God. A mate just came out and said she can sing really well. And oh. Johnny went, go on then. And she went, what, just sing for you now? And he went, yeah, go on then. And she, But she proper did it. Did she, she proper sang. Good? It was horrible. Oh, good? Well, no. I don't know if she was good or not. I filmed it. What did she, think she, what did she think she was auditioning for? I don't know. What did she sing? Piano Man by Billy Joel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it was horrible. Where does she think you filming it's gonna go? <coughs> she didn't know I was filming it. it. Oh, okay. I was filming myself with it over well, my yeah, shoulder. Just kind of I'll show oh, you later. Jesus. Um, should we promote your thing for a bit? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. It's called Radio. That's as much as I know. Great. <laughs> it today. They give me these, right? You'll see yeah. it. It's just unthumbed. Yeah. Just that's called a pre- it doesn't even know the name. It's a press release. That's what, they give me these. <laughs> they give me this thing that's got all writing on it. Pa- paper with stuff paper. on it. It's a waste all of paper. The time. Well, yeah, well, I say it to every guest. I don't, I don't, why do I need that when I've got that? That's a very good point, actually. I've got him here, so I'll do, that's, that's what I'd interview. A lot isn't of the it? time, you can sell it a lot better than what's on the page. Yeah, true. We sit, so, we get some. Or, I don't, I'm not ready, but we get some awful press releases. We well, do. if I just read the press release, yeah, yeah, yeah do you tell us what's wrong. What's wrong. wrong. Uh, but um, are you a performer as well? No, no, I'm just director. Why? Uh, because it's a good question to start off with, isn't it? Oh. Why are you a director? So I acted a bit at university. I see. Now we get to it. And then you get to a point where to be a really good actor, you have to like give over to other people's ideas quite a lot. And yeah. I'm not that good at doing that. Dreadful, isn't it? So yeah. I decided I didn't really want to be told what to do, so I'll tell other people what to do instead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was the basic decision. So it comes from quite a bad, dark place in you. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 definitely. I, I thoroughly relate to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, how does one become a director? 
Um, basically through a sort of assortment of black magic and effort. Um, so <laughs> it's sort of... I'll, I'll give you as much time as you want to evade the question, but I will come back to the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's a weird thing. Like, obviously... If you want to do it, 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 it's a weird sort of addiction. So by the time you've decided to do it, it sort of takes over your whole life and mm. you just kind of sacrifice a load of other stuff to try and get it done. But um, there's a bit like acting. There's so many people who want to do it and there's so few jobs that it becomes a bit of a, like, find any way to kind of put things together and, and work it out. So there isn't any, like, there isn't a course you can do or well, any that's sort a bit, of... You, you don't get auditions to be directed, do you? Like, you, no. you? If you want to be an actor, you go, OK, well, get... Um, what's it called PCR if that's still a thing or you know you, you go to castings get yourself an agent all that sort of business and so you have a, a, a route to go to that show them you do that and you might get that. that that you know that's how it works but with directing it's just like yeah with directing it's more like you go to nepotism isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah you go to person <laughs> a, try to marry their daughter yeah. and see if yeah yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Then it just goes on from there um, no you kind of go to person A with an idea you go back to person B for a little to do an idea if A says yes and B says yes you go to person C and say there's three of us yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know and it goes on like that and trying to you know venues and money and actors and so on so they, they, they kind of package together in quite a way but um, this one radio happened quite quickly actually because it's being um, produced by Audible uh, okay. and so it's going out on Audible as well as being a stage oh, show oh that's a good idea so you can yeah you can listen to it on the app and you can see it in the flesh which is great have you got um, a code to have Audible for free? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Will they be listening to this to check on the PR and stuff? Can you get them to send me a code? Because here's the thing, right? Every now and again, I enjoy listening to an audiobook. Every now and again. Yeah, if yeah. I've got a long drive, I sometimes will do that. Or sure. podcasts, whatever. I don't really listen to podcasts much, but yeah. I'd, I'd favour Audible. Mm-hmm. But it's very expensive. It's like seven, I mean, it's probably good value if you listen to them a lot. So yeah. it's seven ninety nine a month, I believe, Audible. See, Audible, I'm doing an advert for you. Seven ninety nine a month on Audible. Um, and you can listen as much as you want, right. but I wouldn't do that. It's like net, my, I don't use Netflix. Can you do the opt-in? Because you can do that with Now TV and go. Oh, I'll just have it for a month, and then I'll listen or watch whatever I want, and then I'll. Could I do that it. if, if well, I have so one month? Could I just download everything? You can do that with this now is TV, you see yeah. where we're. At, this is why it's such a secret weapon. This because your average podcast forty-five yeah. to an hour, right? Yeah. Your average Dickens many many days. Yeah. Mm. This ninety minutes, which so is it's actually bang, bang, bang on. on, and it's yeah. a whole story in ninety minutes as well. So, what I would say is. Cheap. Pay for it and listen yeah. to more of this. <laughs> how much is it? How, but how much would it be just buy it on its own? I don't know. To buy the, the, I do the, that the show itself on its own. Tickets I don't are know. 15 to 22 quid. So it's cheaper than that by listening to it. On I Audible. think if you buy you a go. ticket for it and you go, you should get the download anyway. <laughs> that's what I think. I'll take it back to the producer. Well, no, that'd be that's what that'll get people through the door. Yeah. That'd be a thing of going right. If you've actually been to see the live show, you get it. You get the only book or other people go. Oh, you can just have the audio book and pay for that if you want. But then you won't have the experience of seeing it live, which is obviously going to be ultimately better because it's a live thing that's happening there in front of your eyes, yeah. rather than a recording. If it goes wrong, it's not going to get put out as a recording. So go there in case it goes wrong. In case Adam Gillen <laughs> completely fucks it up. Yeah. In case yeah. Nat yeah. goes. In case <laughs> Nat goes to the show, sits at the front, <laughs> and Adam Gillen's halfway through the show and just spots him because that's that fucking lunatic <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. from that station he, that I don't time. Think he's probably never been back to Woking. I feel like we've got away from me getting free audible. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I got recently? Audiobook, uh, Mortimer and Whitehouse's Gone oh, Fishing book. Oh, the fishing, book. yes. I haven't it's seen really it. It's brilliant. supposed to be great. Oh, the show's amazing, yeah. but the audiobook's really, really good. Because okay. they're just not reading the book, they just don't bother. Oh, fair enough, okay. So they start it and they try and read Is bits of it. Is that an audible? Oh, you will listen to it. I was going to say, be, you could have a listen be. to other stuff when you're paying your 7 99 for the month to listen to radio. I thought it was radio. really good. Yeah. Okay. I've got it on my phone. Nah. 
Great. So that's that. Why don't I, in the break, have a look at other things on Audible you could listen to? Why don't we ask the person who's been interviewed what, what their show's what? about? Okay, good. Okay. But yeah, keep mentioning Audible. I yeah. will, and I'll have a look what else you I think Audible are my there. provider of choice for that I sort of stuff. I think they're my favourite thing ever. But I think if... if this this week goes by and I don't get a discount code. And bear in mind, it is my birthday and it's Nat's birthday as that well. True, yeah, if I don't get Audible for free, because Amazon did that, they gave it as free, didn't they? They did. Now TV did that actually. gave me a, gave me a free month. Yeah. You've invited the wrong person into the studio so to give you free Audible. audible. <laughs> Keep trying. I mean, like you, I'm totally behind you. You said he would know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he said he would have a code. I was told this. I was told this, Josh. Yeah. One thing to know about Panthers. And codes for Audible. It's and so hor- far, it's not really happening, is horribly it? Misled. Also, Nat wants someone to stay within Kenya. You've got any friends that live yeah, there? Yeah, because I, I want to go Panther season. I want to go to season Panthers. My friends moved back and I don't have a code, so... Well, I'm thanks so for coming sorry, in, Josh. Yeah. It's been so nice sorry. to uh, see you. So, I now don't care about your play. <laughs> <laughs> well, it starts today. It opens today. Okay. You nearly corrected you then. Then, I know then, then like, he remembered that it's a week ahead. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's on until the 13th of July. It opens on Wednesday, actually. Oh, oh, not the 24th of June then? No. What day then? Oh, opens, on, opens on the 19th of oh. June. Ah, well, there's so a press night. Last Wednesday. It's a press, press night on the 24th of June, oh. that's what it is. Oh, yeah. I see. Um, yeah. What's it about? Is uh, it about it, radio? Y- yes, to an extent. It's about, it's about the space race, basically. Okay. It's, it's about a guy who gets born in 1950 in the middle of the century and in the middle of America in Kansas. And like all of the kids in the 50s, he wants to be an astronaut. And so he um, grows up wanting to sort of becomes astronaut and then um halfway through when he's about in about like 56 57 i can't remember what it was alaska gets added to this so now he doesn't live in the middle of the united states anymore right okay. so his family moved to the new center because they've built their business on selling the fact that they're at the center, the center of, of america. america is this a true, is it a true story this? no no, no it's made with the writer and so and and his dreams of becoming an astronaut and, and, and it's um kind of change as he grows older as well and he's about 18 at like 1968 69 right. so just at the beginning at the point where like all that american optimism begins to turn and like it's all about the fact that because this is the 50th an- anniversary of the moon landings this year um and like the moment you know the same year that neil armstrong walked in the moon nixon went into the white house yeah. and so it's about the kind of duality of all of the hope and optimism of america and then the amazing stuff that creates like they, there's a thing they con- the con- first contract for the first ever digital computer was 61 right and it flew people to the moon in 69 wow and it was like the, the amazing sort of ability to do that and at the same time where that converts into all of this crap that yeah it's like a- again and the the, the um, contemporary relevance you've got the same electorate that did voted for Obama yeah and I remember everyone here going, he'll never get in, they'll never elect a black guy, it'll never happen. And then when they came, Trump came along went, they'll never elect him. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, broke through yeah. on both, both sides. We didn't expect either of it. And, and that, you're right, that duality exists today, doesn't it? Because you could see, so even speaking, uh, when I spoke before to Stacey, mm-hmm. of the development in, you know, how people are more um, able to accept different uh, cultures and diversities within sexuality and all that sort of stuff that whilst that progress is going on there's also, I mean like this is recorded a week ago so mm-hmm. watching like, that Tory leadership thing last uh, night yes, it's like, yeah. Yeah. and yet there's still this sort of like dark ages stuff do you know what, I chatted to a friend of mine recently about Catholicism who, and, it, and a friend of my friend was a teacher at a Catholic school and wouldn't move in with his missus because they weren't married right. because it would genuinely threaten his job. And I went, would that really still... And he went, oh, that would really mm. still be a thing. That if 
the parents found out, they'd be up in arms about it, that he was living, quote-unquote, in sin. Mm. And mm. you sort of think, God, there's this, there's this sort of... I was really shocked by it, because I was like, that level of mm. just n- no development right, yeah. Yeah. still exists, yeah. and it's still going on at the same time as something else. So you're right, when you know Nixon... The space race and Nixon simultaneously yeah. is it, mental. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, so corrupt and and all that going on, and yet there's this huge technological development happening at the same time, yeah. which shouldn't be able to coexist, but no. ultimately couldn't. And it's like it's all across, it's all, I think it's all across American history in the world as well, like in the sense that it's a country founded by like hopeful immigrants, mm. and yet also based on a genocide of all the people that were originally there. Yeah, yeah. You know, in... Um, and then let no one in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then, weird, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're in now, right, no one else. <laughs> That's it, it's ours now. And like there's all this faith in enterprise of like you can go out there and make a million and be who you want to be, which is now converted into if you're a millionaire, you must have got it by noble means yeah. because mm-hmm. like the money equates to the being good somehow. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, it's just, the, it's, a, it's a play about the DNA of America really, yeah. told in this really personal story about just how those those two things can exist alongside each other and how how do you find is it the alcohol isn't it yeah how do you find like i presume you've had some you've had stuff before that yeah, you've yeah. done and, and and how is it something that's very uh, i guess british centric you know to, to be uh, live stuff in london and that when it's about another culture completely what or audience-wise, does it tend to be people from the states who are over it, or does it tend to be Brits looking at the states? Does, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. It tends to be Brits looking at the states. Right. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I did. A, I did a show at the Young Vic called "My Name Is Rachel Corey," which is about um, was about an American um, activist uh, and about and, and for pro-Palestinian activist in the Israel-Palestine conflict uh, who got killed in two thousand three. And yeah, and it, it's just about. It's usually about British audiences looking um, at that other culture in whatever mm. context. And, I mean, I, you know, I th- that's why I quite like making shows that aren't just about... There's a great tendency at the moment that, you know, you, you only make shows about who you are, yeah. right? And it becomes... And you only make things about who you are. But actually, like, the process of it is you look over at those people and you go, see, there's not that much different to you. I mean, like, the duality in Brexit... Yeah. I don't want to mention the B word, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but it's exactly the same, you know, like, the pride, the national pride of 2012. Aren't we all brilliantly British and isn't everything great? And then you look now and if you... Yeah, it's just not quite the same pride and optimism about I, the country. I don't think I could go and see a play about Brexit. Because? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. I could. Why? Yeah. I wouldn't want to make it. I don't one. need to see a play about Brexit. It's, the play is happening. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You're and in the middle of the yeah, play yeah, it's now. It's still ongoing and we don't, yeah. know, what's, we don't, we don't know what the ending is going to so, be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Still I guess doing. there is some element mm. of I mean, I guess escapism to a degree, but if it's, if it's over something that can end up being quite a, a weighty issue as well. Yeah. It's that. piling on the shit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> your life's shit already. Come and come and look at how some other people's lives are shit and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, how did so? What's your approach to direct that? Is it does it tend to be stuff though? I know you said about uh, the difference between make stuff that's about what you know and what you are. Yeah. But ultimately, as a director, your opinion comes into that. So your if it's something you've learned about. Yeah. Which I, I presume you have. Yeah. <laughs> I, presume, I read a book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I presume yeah, you don't yeah. just walk in and go. Right. Apparently, there was a rocket that went to the moon. Right. <laughs> His name was Neil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some bloke called Neil or something. And then there was Nick. I don't know who that is. But <laughs> but I think he was the king of America or something. 
you know, you find out about it. So do you, yeah. is it stuff you already know about yourself or is it stuff that you then learn at the same time as the production? It's kind of a mix of both, really. My, most of the projects that you guys are are about your interest. So, yeah. for example, with My Name is Rachel Corey, I was really interested in activism and in, um, like, how activism changes activists because you go on your first march and you might not do anything necessarily to affect the thing, but you inspire yourself right. about the fact that you can do something. Um, but was pretty ignorant about Israel-Palestine. Yeah. Um, similarly, with radio, I was really, really interested in America, um, uh, politically, in the contemporary politics in America, but was fairly ignorant about Apollo and the space race. But, okay. you know, the writer came from the other other way. The writer's dad actually worked for NASA. Right. And, like, picked where they landed on the moon and stuff like that. So he came to it from the space bit, and I came to I it from the I did do that on a moon map. <laughs> Well, there was this whole we go thing. down to Nesso and say, I've got a moon map. I'm going to pick where we're going to land. <laughs> You'll fucking that, land where you land. Go for that big crater. They almost didn't land. They almost bugged it up as well. But the, they People thought that you they might... The the, the, yeah, do my head in. But I, I, always, I always pretend that I think that they didn't because I know it annoys people. <laughs> <laughs> they thought that when he stepped off, they might you might just go through like a mile of dust because it might just be dust. <laughs> now that would have been horrible for Neil Armstrong, but yeah. I think we'd be far enough away from it now that we could all have a good laugh about that. <laughs> yeah. like, if that had happened, I yeah. think we're far enough away from it now. Yeah, where it could be. Do you remember when he said one small step and then fell <laughs> for an hour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be very good. Yeah, imagine if it was no, but it, it, it wouldn't have done because uh, it landed on it. Yeah, that's true. So the fact yeah. it landed on it would we'll go right. Off. Fine, this yeah. is solid, relatively solid. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't so. love that. How brilliant would that? But do you know what? I think Neil Armstrong himself probably wouldn't have minded that. If he fell off the if moon. If he was just missing on the moon to this day. <laughs> <laughs> if he just fell into the moon yeah, inside yeah. it. Just somewhere still inside the moon and everyone would look at his family and stuff would have to look at it every night going he's in the middle of that, <laughs> yeah, that was... literally the man in the moon yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Aww, Neil <laughs> Neil <laughs> that doesn't get referenced enough does it not that no. the first man on the moon was called Neil <laughs> which is why not everyone goes Neil Armstrong really, like, they don't separate yeah, the yeah, two yeah, words yeah, like Neil yeah, yeah. Armstrong Neil Armstrong you know Neil <laughs> I make Neil. Oh, is it, you know Neil. What the one off the moon? <laughs> I've never thought about it until you just said. But yeah, Neil. Yeah. Then they should pick the first man on Mars very carefully because if it's yeah. like Neil and Norman or something, you know, <laughs> Norman. could be could be quite bad. <laughs> I want it to be with respect to my colleague Barry. <laughs> Barry. Barry. The Mars. first man on the Mars is called Barry. <laughs> It's like, do you remember that guy who used to throw himself out of that balloon really, really high? And his name was Felix Baumgartner. No, what is that? I don't know what yeah, that is. He used, to, he used to go really, really high, and he's got the sort of the longest free fall skydive thing, and he basically goes into space on a helium, helium balloon, jumps out. Right? <laughs> With but a parachute? He, yeah, and then he yeah. opens it really late. No, no, some people... No, some, no, that's, no parachute. No, that's the thing. No, people trampoline. do it without a parachute sometimes. Like they do big dives because there's a way of doing it when you have like a... Oh, the little wingsuit wing suit and stuff. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And people go higher and higher and higher oh. with that. No, this one was just like from the top. Right. All the way down. And yeah, from the top of the world. <laughs> from the top of the world. <laughs> from the top of the universe. I want to go to the top. Yeah. Um, and yeah, his name was Felix Baumgartner, which is the kind that's of fine. name. That's yeah. what you want yeah, that person to be name. called. Your you name, know? if you do those things, should sound like somebody's made it up for a book. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. That should yeah. be the rule. Definitely. So are we all in agreement that we write Neil Armstrong out of history? Yeah. Yes. You, that never mention him again. Never happened. <laughs> Barry, this is a guy I work with, Barry, on, on this podcast thing, mm. uh, met Buzz Aldrin. 
Oh, oh yeah. One's Why? Right. Where? Yeah. How? At some convention or okay. something. Okay. Right? <laughs> and the pictures of Barry with Buzz Aldrin are amazing. Because <laughs> y- you've never seen someone look less like they want to meet someone than, than, Buzz. than Buzz Aldrin. Okay. <laughs> he, he looks proper like, what? Oh, like, like that, I, but it was a settle. You know, I think he, pay, I presume he paid for it. Right, to go and meet him, but it was proper. Like but he didn't set him up to say, "Look, like you don't want to be in this." He photo. looks really grumpy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he hates himself for doing that. He punched a guy in the face once. He said it was a fake. But eventually he did that. Yeah. So he didn't just do it randomly no, one day. No, no, they, no. Like, this was somebody who had badged him for a long time and he just yeah. eventually just lost his rack. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And just smacked him. Asked him to swear on a Bible that he yeah, all that stuff. And he just slumped, lamped him in the face. But isn't that a weird way of saying it as well? It's like you could bring a Bible to me now, I'll swear on a Bible that yeah. I walked on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As if yeah. that's proof. Yeah. <laughs> as if that does anything. It's going to hold up, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's weird that they still use that in court. Swear on the Bible. Yeah, yeah, it's an odd thing. That's a good name, though, isn't it? Buzz Aldrin. Because that could be a made-up name, too. He should have been, yeah. been him. Should have let him Not about first. Neil, it should have been about Buzz. I, b- like I believe him. Buzz has the same opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No idea. Um, well, it's, it, this, I like this idea. Then I like that it's sort of being brought out across different media as well. Because uh, I'm, I'm a big sort of fan of that. I th- do you know what? I hate more than anything else in the theatre, and it's a thing that people in theatre often do hate even saying is there's no record of a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And that really bothers me. And people go, no, it's the theatre, so the theatre exists purely in the moment. It's like, well, it can still exist in the moment, but did no one think to just whack a video camera on this at any point? <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. you think of such great productions. We mentioned Rocky Horror before. Imagine yeah. if you had a, a, a VHS yeah. or an old cine film of one of the theatre upstairs Rocky Horror performances. Mm. Yeah. It's lost to time, and now it's a legendary thing that people talk about that it happened. So mm. I like things being recorded for posterity. I, I think it's a nice thing. Yeah. Um, it's really exciting as well just to be able to like because obviously it's slightly different recording it in the studio and having the stage version and like artistically it's slightly different like you've got to do slightly different things and different tricks so is it recorded sep- is it recorded separately it's not a recording of the live performance it's not a recording I of see, the right, live okay, performance okay. it's obviously we've rehearsed the live performance and so that will be what he performs but we're going to do it just we're going to play around with it slightly. I mean, the words will be exactly the same, the performance yeah. will be exactly the same, but um, some of the elements that we're using in the stage would just mystify you if we Got you, okay. did them uh, in audio. Then you should film it on your phone, right? Yeah. Here's what yeah. you should do. Here's, yeah. here's the plan. Right, you film it on your phone one night during the live performance. Yeah. Like, do a few so you get a good one. Yeah. Right? And then, I'm not saying they won't all be good, I'm saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I presume you have a critical directorial eye. So do a few. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Keep them in stock. Yeah. Then go to Audible and say, oh, how's oh, your audiobook selling? They'll be like, oh, so, 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 it's okay. Yeah, well, I've got a video of it. And they'll go, well, we can't release a video, we're Audible. Go, yeah, well, I'm going to release it then. And then, like, start a thing. And they'll be like, you can't, you can't. And then say, well, all right, I will, I will consider sitting on this if you give Ian a free Audible code. Get one for yourself as well. Get one for yourself as well. Right, yeah. okay, if. Um, yeah, so, so say that. And, and then best of both worlds then because if you don't agree to it you can just go ahead and release it yourself with your own new company that does live videos of things that you've just sneakily filmed sure or YouTube as it's more commonly known <laughs> and I guess what's great about that extortion strategy is that Audible's yeah. don't have many lawyers yes. so like it should be fine Perfect. do you know what I mean Cause it seems like a lot of effort for you to get a free I've, I've account got an even, well, I've got an even better idea now yeah. <laughs> why don't I whilst he's doing all that yeah I'll go and become the lawyer for Audible. Ah. And then that way, when they're going, oh, we're yeah. going to get our lawyers onto you, and then the door opens and they're going, yeah, problem. 
pincer right, movement okay. and you go no I know him and I'll go yeah I know him do, do as he says so just to yeah. clarify all this is to save seven ninety nine for Audible you're going to train to yeah. be a lawyer be the lawyer for Audible don't be flippant it's per month it's not just, <laughs> what is, it's not just one seven ninety nine. I see I see I see okay my bad because training for a that lawyer that's a really that. cheap degree isn't it that's a really cheap yeah. two months it's that, that makes it there. 16 quid is Qu- it? quick as well three it's very quick it's not going to take long you can get that done in about two to three weeks I think read I'm a lawyer can't you read the book of the law I think you're all being very facetious because I, because for all you all know, I might be a lawyer already. I've just kept it quiet. That's, just there's mentioned no it. way you would have kept that quiet. Because <laughs> I would have been getting a few summons myself. I think I? I'd be a brilliant lawyer. The world is full of know. secret lawyers. Well, as we know, you'd like. Maybe you I'm the secret barrister from that book. Maybe that's me. Maybe. To kill a mockingbird. Secret, isn't it? No, there's a book <laughs> called The Secret Barrister. I'm sure oh, right. no, I've never heard of it. Yeah, but you yeah. said on air that you'd, you'd swear on the Bible, which means you'd lie in court. They've already had that happen today. So yeah. Maybe because I would do that. That's why I keep it quiet that I am a uh, fully trained up barrister law bloke. I can't be a lawyer because I once broke into Hampstead Ponds. What, can you not be a lawyer if you've done a crime? So I, I jumped over the fence with a mate of mine to yeah. just have a swim at Hampstead Ponds after hours. She's training to be a lawyer, right? Um, we I'll go do. for a swim, police turn up, give us one of those little purple tickety things and go, don't do that again. Right. Um, I think, hilarious story, not a problem for me in my career. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out she went through like seven months trying to maintain that it was just me and her stupid friend who had done really? it. Really? I guess yeah, it, would, yeah, yeah. it would compromise you if an yeah, opposing like a, lawyer brought it up. That's true. No matter what you've done. It's yeah, like apparently great. you've got to be just like spotlessly clean and, and jumping into a pond counts against you that's why I keep it quiet that yeah, 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 yeah. I've got loads loads yeah. of it and, and it's a keyring from Forbidden Planet once there you go so that would have me struck off straight away wouldn't it yeah <laughs> well it's petered out this interview hasn't it <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh Roche 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 you've already said Roche Joshy as I Josh. call you yes uh, the production opens at the Arcola Theatre on the 24th of June. No, it opens on the 19th of June. There's well, some you should have corrected that. There's some previews. Yeah, but Press then, nights on the 24th. We've already gone through all of this. I know we have, but, but there's no point me saying it opens on the 19th when this goes out on the 24th. Oh, yeah. It Just o- crack it opened, on, it opens it tonight. Opened, it, it opens tonight. Opens tonight. It's grand opening tonight. God, I'm nervous. Uh, and it runs until... <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh, I am nervous because today is the 24th <laughs> of June. <laughs> Thank well done, that's good. <laughs> runs until the 30th of July. 13th. Um, 13th. Mm-hmm. Did I not you say that 30th, then? Did I really? That's I how tired I am. I thought you said 30th, didn't you think you said that? Yeah, I did a little bit. I think Sorry. I was trying to say 13th. 13th. Well, it might run to the 30th for yeah, all we know. Yeah, it might happen. Yeah. Might yeah. get an extension. Yeah. And it will also be released as audio. On Audible. <laughs> yeah, you don't say that. Doesn't say it? that, no. I don't know where it's going to be released, is it not? Um, thanks for coming in. Not at all. Man, best of luck with it. Thanks. I hope it goes well. Don't out of hand dismiss the idea of filming it yourself <laughs> okay and put, it out, put it out on the sly if you do decide to do that and there are legal implications we'll have this file deleted sure because this would be incriminating in court right yeah. for you and, as well as the and, lawyer yeah. and none of us know a good lawyer wink wink <laughs> oh we might know one we might know a good one can I put a song on yeah <laughs> I like stunning, I like shining, I like million dollar deals. Where's my pen? Bitch, I'm signing. I like those Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks. I like going to the Tula. I put rocks all in my watch. I like sexes from my exes when they. 
you're listening to Food Bar Radio, home of the double play. And of course, in the second hour of the show, our double play is Cardi B, which you've just heard, which is always followed by friend of the show, Chico. Hey! What time is it? Chico! So good, I can't remember back. My inner clock is ticking, and the back bit drives me mad. It's erotic, exotic, hypnotic, that's for sure. I put a smile on your face and take you to a place you've never been before. Right, right, that's enough, that's enough. But Chico, 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 that's enough, that's enough, that's enough. Friend of the show, Chico. That's enough now, I think. We gave it a two, three-week grace from having Chico in the studio. We've played a stupid song. It's not stupid, I think it's that, nice. I think, that is, I think that's enough of that. He said himself it was rubbish. I well, thought it was called Tickle... It's Tickle Time. I was rather be. like it. I thought it was called Tickle Time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting here and I was about... And that's the sort of thing. I'll go out singing that it's now. Tickle it's Tickle Time. It's Tickle Time. We're joined by Katie Manning now in the studio. Yeah, so you thought <laughs> Chico time... of her chair. <laughs> Well, you have come in like a sort of a, a whirling dervish, haven't you? And I'm fanning myself with Matthew Broderick. Yeah, well, I don't know how he'd really feel about that. You've not to drink <laughs> I'm over. I'm okay with that. You were right with that, yeah, right, darling. Nice and a, apparently you've not to drink over already. Yeah, was that Yes, I have. In the other room. Yes, water. You nearly, I hate you nearly fell off your chair. Yeah. Yes, and there's still a danger of that because I, I guess it, I'm very physical, Good. if you know what I mean. I get yeah. very excited. Yeah. And uh, for a woman of my age, that's quite scary. How old are you? Can I ask you? You can ask me, and I can it? tell you because I can't hide it, can I? What do you mean? Well, you can't I'm because have, everybody knows how old you are. Thirty-eight. Because of all the social. Oh, you, oh, you're, this is radio. Thirty-eight-ish. Oh, yeah, darling. Around thirty-eight. I love your hair. About my age. Yeah, right. I love your hair too. I yeah, could be your well, grandma, darling, because I'm we're seventy-two. Why could you not be my girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, do you not want to be? Do you like an older woman, darling? I, I like anyone. <laughs> Who says yes? Yeah. No, I don't, no, I'm like, I wouldn't have any. any I just missed my mouth then. That oh was, maybe you should not have me. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Would, it, would there be a lot of looking after you that having to go on? Would I have to like. Be, no, 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 I don't. You I mean, this is a woman who never got married. Did you I not? don't need looking after. No. I always kept water. my own apartment, flat, yeah. whatever we want to call it these days. Yeah. You know, brought up children. Yeah. Um, and you, no, I'm not needy at all. In fact, quite the reverse. Okay. Um, okay, it's, it's going well so far. Yeah. You know, but there are little areas where I'm quite needy. All right, let's. But we'll wait. talk about where that you, later. Where are you needy? Okay. Where are you needy? No, we'll talk about it right now. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> what time yep. is it? Chico time. Chico time. <laughs> tickle time. No tickle time. I need tickle time. Um, I, I, do you know what? Increasingly, as I've got older myself, I now I think uh, adhere to the idea that I wish to live alone. That I wish to have a place of my own. That I don't necessarily want to share my domain in, in that as I have done previously in my life. Well, you know, I am very, very full on. I mean, I have like hyper energy. I mean, it's actually quite it's demented energy. Okay. So when I stop, yeah, and I'm sort of aware because I love people, I love everything. Okay. You know, I'm one of those. Yeah. And so when I stop, I need that moment just to sort of breathe. Yeah. And just kind of let the world around me happen without me being involved in it and I make things and I love doing things mm. um, and I like that moment in a city so I'm not talking peace and quiet once I see too many trees I start to have a panic attack no, you can't come to my don't house, take then. me oh no darling no, I can't live in the country middle of a wood, I go out and do my riding 
Right. And I mean, you know, I've toured right across Australia. I've done all that stuff. Yeah. But I like the noise of of the city. I like the buzz of the city. I that's, get very excited. I want it all where, around That's me. where we're now incompatible. But you're not oh. going to live together, though. So what the no, thing we're is, not. Is that the point. she could come and visit you, come and visit her. I'll come and do my never, horse riding right. and my nature trip because I, I collect better. things. There's loads of places you can go horse, horse riding. Well, you see, that's... Yeah, and it is because you know that thing when you come home and the first thing you're partner says to you is how was your day and you think when it's funny I'll tell you I I, I don't want that question do you know why I don't like that question I don't like how are you I don't like that question I don't like um, how what what did you do today anything like that because I I literally have a moment in my head where going I've just lived it I don't want to I don't want to relive it it's like you know when you know I don't tell people when things aren't good for me that's when I need to go and take my own little place um, and just quietly, because otherwise you just constantly going over things that yeah, are troubling yeah. you. It doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't. But I would happy to listen to everybody else. You know, and having lived with children and teenagers for years and years, yeah. I mean, quite frankly, it's quite nice to <laughs> be not. to have your home to go to. It's that space. And we're not all meant to be with somebody forever. No. We we kind of feel guilty if we're not, or yeah. you know, and. Mm. And Do you think anybody no, is? You know, you say we're not all meant to be. Do you think anybody is actually? But the same person yeah. forever. Yeah. Some people are able to make that choice and are very comfortable with it, as indeed some animals. But it would be a choice, wouldn't it? It but, wouldn't be a naturally occurring thing necessarily. Well, you know, we look at why we were put together, you know, why marriage yeah. came into being. Um, and it came into being... <laughs> that's the dog barking. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> this is the first time I'm aware of a dog, so I was like, is it? Oh, it's okay. very what? small, and, okay. it, and obviously oh, the drugs haven't kicked in. Is this your is a dog in a bag? Yes. Where is the dog? <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> She's holding up a very small handbag. Yeah. It's a very, very small dog. Small. My entire life is in there, darling. Not just my dog, my How children, do you- my... <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it small. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I think, you know, it was put together so that, you know, you've you've got two parents for children. There are all sorts of social reasons that we we were put in churches, put us together and so on and so forth. And that's another thing, you know, do you... I always said, all my partners, my ex-partners, are all my best friends. Oh, really? So I think that kind of life has worked for me I don't yeah. say everybody has to do it my parents were really good together but my, my father was away a lot yeah. and they were very you know I always thought when you and me become an us that's where the problem begins Okay, because we have to if you can accept your partner's growth and changes because we're going to keep going through changes mm. and sometimes we want to change a partner we think oh yeah you'll be great when I'm finished with you yeah. or you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. I wish I had a surgeon like that darling you'll be great <laughs> when I'm finished with your face Manny <laughs> No, but no, that's the thing. But you're, you're, you're rather overwhelming, though. You know, you're, you know you're, and don't say it as an insult at all. You're, I was going to, I almost then said for your age, and I didn't mean that at all. Well, I mean, you can for, say it, darling, no, because no, I, I, mean, don't, I, mean I, I don't have all this sensitivity stuff. No, but I don't, you but can I call me miss. That, you know what? I, I you don't can call be, me miss. Well, I'm, I'm happy. Well, I'm going to. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm do quite it. proud of it, actually. On I don't want to be a miss. Well, no, but you're always like, have you always been this kind of hyper? Um. I think no. It's not, it's not an objectionable hyper. No, 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 no. It is no, hyper, though. I know sort of I'm thing. hyper. You know, when you know, my children say, "Mummy, mummy, dog's still awake." Talking about your children. Quiet. <laughs> 
<laughs> Honestly, Let feeding out the bag. time. Let out the bag. Right now, Can you just sit and behave yourself. <laughs> Honestly, no. That training school didn't work, did it? <laughs> um, wait till the children can start get, talking Can we have some more bonkers guests in the future? <laughs> oh, gee, is, is there a dog here, or is your phone making a dog noise? It's a my dog, it's my a phone dog. makes oh, a dog Oh, don't ruin oh, it. That's what it is. It's radio. Oh, I'm sorry. I that too. We could have carried on I thinking it was, was a real dog. dog. I, well, I wanted to, but I thought, no, let that one go. They already think I'm not. <laughs> um, I grew up, and I know this is weird, but because nobody knew I couldn't see, Right. I grew up in this really weird, very insular little world. Okay. Um, and all I could do was hear. Right. And do voices. Okay. So. Why could you not see? Sing. Oh, sing, oh, did you I say? I thought you said C as well. I, I, just, I did say C. C. Why did you not say C? S E E. E? Oh, goody, do I get a prize? So what, what was the issue with your sight? Well, um, I, I'm not allowed to drive, which okay. is why there are more people walking around the street. Um, <laughs> yeah, they tell you it's because you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have no periphery, so I don't know if people are at the side. Oh, okay. um, I've got several stigmatism, and I'm very, very myopic. Right. But, of course, children work very closely when you see them doing things. Yeah. And it wasn't really till... We got to school, and I was re- really weird because okay. I, mean, I didn't know who, who was my friend that I'd made that day because I couldn't recognize. And so I've grown, I grew up in this very little world where it was sound, color that, that I lived with. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until we got the first television, and we were one of the first people to get a TV. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you still showed off our internet. And Daddy said, "Oh, look what we've got, darling!" And I'm walking around going, "I, I can't see anything we've got," because I knew all the blurs. Yeah. And and so Daddy put the television on. I think Liberace was on at the time. That should have stopped me ever wanting to see <laughs> it. Um, no, I'm sorry. That was. I'm so flippant. I get in trouble for my children. I don't, children I don't think flippant. he'll complain. I no, think no, it's I all think right. he's all right. Well, you okay. never know, honey. Do we know? No. <laughs> Um, And, of course, I pressed my nose against the screen. And my father said, Amy, dear, I think I've found out what's wrong with the child. (laughs) I think she can't see. And so I grew up, and, you know, when I went into television, they used to take my big thick, they they used to have to tape my glasses behind my ears with sticky tape because they were so heavy that they used to fall off at the end of my nose. And... um, and I just learned a whole, I'd had a whole different lifestyle. You know, it's like I always tell this as an, a, a, a story that sort of tells you my world. I wrote a whole play about it, Not a Well Woman. Okay. Um, and like, I'm driving along with my girlfriend, you see, and I said, Stop the car. And she said, What? 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 What is it? I said, Go back, go back. I said, Those beautiful white flowers, darling, what are they? And she said, plastic bags <laughs> and they were covering up the fruit on the tree wow. so my life everybody and everything is beautiful yeah and you know like when you were doing doctor who i could stand at the edge of a mountain and not feel any fear because i don't know how far i have to fall see, yeah okay if you don't see fear yeah. you can't feel it so how does how does how you are in real life which is i presume what we're getting now how does that coexist my real life did you say real in real life in real yeah life. real life yeah oh, okay yeah. I'm just well this is real life that. well you're not playing a part <laughs> no, no I, I always find this interesting when you find someone who's as exuberant as you are and then uh, when they work as an actor you've got to portray something potentially very different 
So how is that reined in as an actor? Well, that's why I that's act, because I can do all... You know, it's like people never imagine the stillness that I can produce yeah, physically. Okay. Yeah. You know, in... Um, mind you, the moment I walk off the stage, I'm like, wah! <laughs> <laughs> but you know and 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 the focus and the concentration and the discipline um and you don't actually see that when you meet me um because that, that, i just get i wake up excited and i go to bed excited and i won't okay. tell you what happens in between do you do that? I'd, like um, to, I'd like to do that well, does, no, we were how? talking earlier earlier on it's nat's birthday today by the way yeah. oh we were saying happy birthday around. to you happy birthday to <laughs> you natalie I think that's she got that birthday, yeah. she um, got it's, my, it's my birthday in three days. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Ian, Ian, Ian. When's your birthday? <laughs> October the 14th. Oh, Happy birthday off. to no, you. No. Give it back, give it back. She, she can come back for that one. No, yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll just go through all the, you know, now we don't have to send each other cards, do we? <laughs> um, that's kind of canny, you know. If that was deliberate, that'd be quite a clever thing to do. Because yeah, you could yeah. go into a casting, you could actually go into a casting, very exuberant and full of life, and then when you actually do your audition, you do the part, that makes your concentration look even more intense. Do you know what I mean? You, mm. you could show a, a, a huge difference. Well, you difference. see, that's the thing that people often see meet me and they say, oh, yeah, we know Katie. She's, you know, like this, 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 yeah. this. But what you have to say is, you know, that's who I am. Yeah. I'm not playing me. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, if I knew who I was, I wouldn't be an actress. I'd be an accountant or something, wouldn't I? But it, may, but it, may, you see what I mean? it makes the difference all the more apparent. So... You kind of look you, you look even better as an actor because mm -hmm. that like gosh she really is inhabiting something completely different to what she actually is mm. and also i've got that thing you know how i find it when I'm with my granddaughter we get on so well she's two and we really are so <laughs> very much alike <laughs> it's that thing of i find everything every day of course i have my issues in life i have problems we all do you know but i don't i'm not a result of those they are part of what we all have to go through yeah, okay. in life and in, especially now in this extremely difficult I, I i tweeted this morning this difficult troubled world where we have to you know we're trying to save the planet we're trying to change things that are wrong we we can't you know is this true is this false you know our little brains are zooming around mm. you know at 90 miles an hour and it's it's really difficult life at the moment mm. you know but we always have to remember life is a very serious business but you have to have a spoonful of humor to get through it mm. You know, it doesn't mean you're dismissing it and yeah. so on and so forth. Mm. But with this kind of energy that I have, it's because I want, I'm constantly learning new things. I want to learn mm. new things. You know, and as you get older, you've got so much in there, you know, yeah, you know, that you have to get rid of a lot of stuff along the way. So I always think, you know, get rid of all those things in your life that you no longer need on board. I think Twitter's one of them things. I know you said about tweeting then, but I think Twitter's one of those but things. But for you, you mean? Not well, for everyone. Certainly for me. See, yeah, I think I if it. you yeah. tweet to encourage, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's everybody out there. You've got plenty of people on Facebook or any social media who want to give you their opinions because yeah. that is all they are, yeah. you know, um, and they're often very angry opinions. You know, and I think if we start utilising this world to encourage people and... One of the things we mustn't lose and with all the new technology that's coming along and, you know, we're getting further and further away from communication with each other. One of the most important things we can do is touch and hug because that really shows you appreciate somebody. And if we lose 
those senses yeah. that we need as human beings, we are screwed mm. right royally. You know, we are forgetting how important we are to each other. I agree. But I, I also think at the same time, I think she's trying to cop off with me. I think what's happening <laughs> is, is I think Katie has come in the studio actually like, oh, I'm going to tell him that the meaning of life is having a proper good old cuddle and everything and then they'll do yeah. that at the end. Don't you cuddle? <laughs> you live in the country and you don't cuddle. Um, I'll you, cuddle a deer every now and again. You wait till I get out of this studio, honey. You are going to get hugged within an inch of oh, your life. So this happens every I'm show. No, <laughs> for my hugging. Are you really? Are you oh yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, people actually. And um, when I'm doing conventions and things, people sometimes just queue up for a Katie hug. Yeah. Um, I bet you rule those. Eh? I bet you. I can. I can imagine you at a convention being very much amazing, a, po- yeah. a very popular. Member of that community. I don't know. I'm sorry. Do you not, no, I, I would imagine you would be because I, I, I know. So my limited experience of conventions, I know that there are. I'm, I bet you privately we could name these people. You've done one, though, haven't you? I did one for did for Red Dwarf or something Dwarf else. Oh, yeah. did you for Red Dwarf? Yeah, it wasn't Doctor Who. It wasn't that yeah, show. Yeah, no. You didn't do the Doctor Who one. A few people mentioned Doctor Who, but it was. Mm. Like, but you know, we have to remember too. I think as an actress, note the S on the I. I think you know, I'm all for the strength of women. Yeah. You know, we just got to get up and do it. Yeah. You know, you know don't we don't need groups. We need to just do it. <laughs> got to keep her in a place. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I do quite like, you know, I'm quite happy being the female that I am. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't respect everybody else's wishes and desires. But, but I, I think your your exuberance and your um, joie de vivre, if you like, certainly would, would t- tie well with a convention where there are people there. You can see it in their eyes. Well, that fans are... Without them, there's no show. No, that's true. Because if nobody's watching, yeah. you know, then there is no show. And so, therefore, I feel really, resp- you know, I care about them because so many people watch television. This poor woman, I keep grabbing no, her hand. Okay. I do that. Um, <laughs> 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 we're copping off, to be honest. <laughs> yes, I'm, right, yeah, yeah, I'm, well, I'm ready, honey. It's great. Um, <laughs> 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 One of the few times I'm going to say, I hope the cameras are on. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing is, you find out, and it's, you know, because I, I do really, really love people so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everything. Um, and you find out how many people's lives were changed when they were going through very, very troubled times. And, you know, you feel very responsible and caring and loving and you want to be respectful to those people and what they've been through. It's also in, you know, television shows like whether it's Red Dwarf, Doctor, whatever you want to have inspired people Mm. to Mm. go and do things in the business. There's very specific shows that do that, isn't there? Mm. Very. Very specific shows and there's no rhyme nor reason. And Doctor Who, let's face it, right from, you know, I was like it until a little sapling when it started with William Hartnell. Yeah. And that little sapling has grown and grown and grown and grown because you have to keep changing to keep going. Yeah. You know, you can't keep, you know, all the ones who oh, I liked it, oh, it was. Well, yes, you can watch it how it was, yeah, but still it that. must grow. Otherwise, yeah. we'd all our children would be. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, no need to make any more, is there? Sorry, there. It already exists. Um, but, you know, also, you, you look at everybody who runs that show, whether you go back to Russell T. Davis, you know, you go to Stephen Moffat, you go back, Barry Letts in my day, mm. were all people who were inspired to do what they do from the show. Yeah. And I think that love from where it is now is seeps right through to the footprint, mm. you know, of where it all started. And the actors that come into it, you know, all of that. It, it's amazing 
how many performers you know are massive Doctor mm. Who fans mm. because they were touched and inspired by as I say and also people who were going through troubled times and without those fans we don't have a show honey yeah, yeah, yeah. True, you know yeah. Where, um, <laughs> Everybody's now just tuned out and said, oh, was she going to be like that? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't what we were up for. No, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty much out of time. I don't want it to oh. stop. We'll have to come but back in again. Have Katie, you seen please. like I wanted to talk because I, I, I wanted to talk about John Pertwee and I wanted to you know, well, we, listen because that's amazing that to work with John Pertwee and to you know to have been uh, around him at that time mm. a, a role that he was so known for and then Wurzel Gummidge like hey have you seen the new pictures of Wurzel Gummidge uh, the new Wurzel Gummidge uh, yeah. do you not think it's terrifying yes well, but it, it, well the original was I read it me. as a child because yeah. you know terrifying was different back then but I think there's something about it Mackenzie and I love Mackenzie to pieces I really do and, and I, I know Mackenzie's had a lot to do Mackenzie with the actual Crook, yeah. Yeah, Mackenzie Crook yeah, yeah. had a lot to do with the actual creation of, you know, of, yeah, of the new show but that image that came out of Mackenzie's it Absolutely I think the original terrifying. Was terrifying. When I, I look at the think, original, well, that's scary. It, well, too. I think, mm. and it it needs, but it's terrifying, bit like something like Doctor Who, in a mm. kind of okay way. Yeah, okay. Do, do you know what I mean? It, you know that thing of really do want to go behind the sofa yeah. and just peek over the top. But Wurzel know, wasn't terrifying, though. Even, oh, I don't even know, when those heads got switched around and things, you know, I mean... Yeah, it, no, it but it wasn't a sinister character. It, it, you know, a lot of people... John and I knew the book, so John was thrilled because he'd wanted to do it for years. Yeah. And so we talked about it a lot, yeah. you know, um, because I was one of the few people that could say, well, I read it Yeah, yeah. I read it as a kid as well, yeah. You know, and I think a lot of the books that people read later were much better when you were a kid, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and, and he wanted to do that for so long. And I think, once again, he can't do it now. No. So... I think Mackenzie Crook is a really good idea, and we can't judge something till we've seen it. No, I'm sorry, I absolutely That's agree. True. And, and I think you know not, people seeing him perform or anything. No, no. We're on one image, and Mackenzie's like one of the best actors I've ever yeah. met. He's you know, absolutely he's, he's, wonderful. He's, wonderful. Yeah, he's, he's really such an interesting actor. Hey, look, it's we're out. We're well, out I'm out sorry, time. darling. No, I know don't you... be sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry at all. It's been oh god, yeah. You two are going to have some It's been genuinely lovely meeting you. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to hug you. Yeah, if you can let go of her for five minutes. Oh, she's so lovely. Thank you, Katie. Where have you got that idea from? Hey! <laughs> Listen, I'm him instinctive, him darling. I know a nice blur when I see one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's actually the yeah. nicest thing. A nice blur. It's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lovely blur. Thank you very and we're much, both Katie. doing a little animal print. Oh, we love here. the animal print, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All I can remember is earlier on, Katie said, Oh, I like your hair. And then she went on to tell me, and I'm blind, so I don't, I've, got no, I've got no idea if your hair's nice or not. It looks like it's a, it's a nice shape. Yeah, but That's I know. Right. I, said, I come from that era, darling. Men with long hair make me very, very happy. There aren't there many go. around at my age group. I've got to finish the show. I'm copying off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back next week, God willing. <laughs> no, you won't. Uh, no, <laughs> even better. <laughs> Thanks a lot. We're going to do this show on the road. <laughs> yes. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Thank you so to much. Josh as well and Stacey. We shall see you again next week. Happy birthday, Nat. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, 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 birthday,
You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.